Hey everyone, today is Wednesday, the 1st of February 2017. This is The Gap, episode 355. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gilroy is here tonight. Yep. Jeremy Ray is also here in the house. Not in my house, but I he's in his bathroom. I suppose I am. Yes, hello. Yeah, and uh, tonight we're talking about Resident Evil 7, so we had to invite the one person in Australia that knows everything about it uh, more than anybody else, which is Steve Wright from Survivor. I will take that accolade and i will wear it proudly <laughs> yeah i think uh most resident evil you get you get the award for for this year <laughs> well you know m- might as well if lead time is a wonderful thing when you actually have some it's it's nice to be able to actually plan some uh stuff ahead yeah. of embargo times mm. No one else cares about that, but but us maybe in this room. But uh, it's nice. It's refreshing, and it's it's nice to be able to enjoy something and think about other stuff you can do instead of just a review. Yeah, definitely. so yay. Should we just bang straight into that then? Resident Evil. <laughs> May as well, right? Do you want to? We can yeah, do that. So I think so. Did you manually find all those things, or because you, you would have had nothing to work off, right? I f- think I was short two coins and kind oh, of yeah. neo-gaffy people worked together and I found some that another guy hadn't and he found some that I didn't so oh awesome it uh, wasn't fully my my uh, work but it was pretty close yeah I forget who it was I should like shout out and thank that guy but I forget who it is it's it's in the post I thank the guy <laughs> like what I was dude, supposed to dude did the right thanks, thing thanks Mr. Guy thanks internet man you're my hero <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. What, what, are the the point? what are the coins do? Uh, the coins, there's like those uh, birdcage things. And uh, in normal and easy, one of the birdcages has a magnum. Uh, and some steroids, which give you uh, and increase your max health. Mm-hmm. There's cool. also a stabilizer, which makes your reload time go a bit faster. But then the when you finish normal, you get madhouse mode. There are more coins, there are more bird cages, and you get like defense coins and attack coins that like buff your stats or or max your stats and you get extra weapons and stuff. Mm. I feel like I'm just trailing off. Good things. Good extra nice amazing things. Yeah. You can mm. also take that. Stuff I found back, one. Yeah. Well I found I mean, one. I hope so. There's one like in the trailer in front of the bird cages. Mm. Unless you're not that far and I just spoiled it. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, uh trailer? What? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, yeah, no, I. Uh, so I, I, I pretty much stopped playing. I made it to the big house, and I did the uh, the video where what's her face uh, is running away from the old lady. Mia, yeah. And mm-hmm. then I stopped. Um, and so I was just sort of like, yeah, I'm good. I'm probably okay. <laughs> I might play it later, but I don't really have time to, like... Have the shit scared out of you. And, uh, I'm pretty sure that's why. You have the poop scared out of you whenever you play this. It doesn't scare me. I've seen or, the videos. Like, jump scares are a completely different type of thing, okay? I don't want to be jump scared. I want to be fucking terrified, okay? You put me... Put fucking Project Zero on my hands, and I'll sit there on fucking on Knife's Edge the entire time fucking turtle heading like just terrified to turn a corner right but you like 
leap out at me, I'll jump out from underneath the water. Yeah, I'm going to fucking yelp. That's pretty much a natural fucking reaction. But that's, I don't don't consider these things to be real scares. That's probably why I accurately thought The Conjuring 2 was a giant piece of poo, and you probably fucking loved it, because you think, oh, it's horror, I must fucking love it. (laughs) Do do I take that personally now, or or leave it for for later? (laughs) It's, oh no, I was talking to Luke. I Luke, agree oh, with well, that. Even better. Like, Luke told me I had to go see The Conjuring, right? Luke was all like, oh, you've got to watch The Conjuring. It is the best <laughs> horror movie of all time. I'm like, that sounds unlikely. And uh, <laughs> instead, I went unlikely. straight to going and watching The Conjuring 2, or The Conjuring Poo, as I like to call it. And fucking three quarters of the way into this piece of shit movie, fucking Owl Man from fucking Watchmen breaks into a fucking Elvis song, like makes the children of this haunted house sit around him while he fucking sings some Elvis to his wife. So it's, it's Beetlejuice. Uh, no. No, Beetlejuice was charming and funny. This was, uh, annoying as fuck. Anyway, uh, yeah, so anyway, Conjuring. Awful. Resident and, uh, Evil, though. I agree that, like, I wasn't scared by it. There were jump scares, but I, I wasn't scared by it. But unlike you, I couldn't really put it down. I was quite addicted to it, and I wanted to finish it. Yeah, it's yeah. not so much the scares for me as the... It, fe- it feels very Resident Evil, despite you know, the change to first person and, you know, like the somewhat yeah. ridiculous push to VR, um, which yeah, yeah. There, there's a couple times where it's like a really bad 3d movie where like something's coming towards the screen. And you're like, Ooh, it's coming for your face. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, you didn't need to do that so much, but I, I yeah. enjoy it and it's, it's, it's no, resident totally. evil enough I- and it has some ties to the, the franchise that, you know, like if you're a fan, I can't imagine you'd be upset with this. Yeah, I, I didn't mind at all that it was FPS. I didn't mind at all that it um, didn't have like some of the features that other AAA games might have. I just like it was a it was a tight single player experience, and that's all I care about. And um, to me, it was just like one giant escape room. I got some really strong escape room vibes from it. Yeah, with like it was like an escape room with some well paced. Uh, jump scares and horror elements. Um, I still think, in terms of like raw horror, uh, like horror being like the 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 horrific ideas are what instills a sense of dread into you, or just makes you go, "Oh wow, that's nasty," or "That's horrific," or something. I still think something like Dark Souls actually does better. Um, but hmm. so it doesn't matter. Do you finish it, Jeremy? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you guys agree, but for me, though, I think the horror, like the scare factor elements kind of dropped off about halfway through the game. Um, I don't want to go into spoilers and that sort of thing, but uh, yeah, I feel like that that first area, that first initial act is done really well. Um, Mm. But then from there on, it kind of just sort of slows down a bit and you kind of, I think you get a bit immune to what's going on. Um, especially mm. towards that, that last act where it just turns in, like, it feels more like an action game as opposed to a horror game. Um, mm. yeah. For it's me, really anyway. linear at the end. Yeah. That you have one path to go down. That the start to me, like, I really like it, but if it went at that pace the entire game, I don't think, like, you'd have to take a lot of breaks going yeah. through it, I think. Like, it's, it's very, it's, it's, the tension's all the way up 
and it's very like torture porny like texas mm. chainsaw massacre inspired yeah which yeah. feels like i really enjoyed it but it that felt the least resident evil to me yeah but at least they tried something different right like it's broken oh, up into different parts there's different things happening they did the resident time. evil 6 again with every mm. game mode under the sun and 15 you know players at the same time and just it's yeah, since resident evil 4 capcom has no idea what to do and they just keep adding things hoping it'll stick so yeah. like um jung was saying it, it was really good that they were so focused on a like a really tight single player experience rather than trying to do everything for every person and with the knowledge that you get at the end it kind of sets up a replay quite well because if you were going to play through that first act again with what you know it would kind of be a different enjoyable thing Hmm. definitely the the scare is gone the second or third or fourth or eighth time you play through it not that i've played through it eight times (laughs) but i have um but it's still really enjoyable it becomes that it's if you're a Resident Evil fan, it becomes that kind of speed run mindset rather than you mm. know, the, the horrific mindset. And like as a Dark Souls player, I'm sure you get that as well. Like it's it's about seeing when the cues are going to happen and trying to get through as quick as you can, dodging this, not you know wasting time on that boss because it means nothing. You can just run to here and do this. So yeah, th- yeah there's enjoyment to be had in many different aspects in many different ways. I think. And I had a similar experience with Souls to you because our sort of early access to Souls <laughs> because of that <laughs> tutorial video we made meant that we had to um, figure out all the game systems and stuff without any sort of guide or any communication with Japan. But we, we yeah, also I- had that with 3 as well, which is why I loved it so much. Like They gave us a month early or like a, six weeks early. Um, so having mm-hmm. to explore it without like no guidance is is really cool experience that you don't really get that often in some of these games yeah this is one i had it with as well like just you sort of get dumped in and you've got all this time to fucking try and work out what the fuck is going on and you've got no one to talk to about it with as well <laughs> can be Except pretty rough so for you People were always asking me. <laughs> but, um, oh, I was asking you everything about fucking Dark Souls. But you were like, you were volunteering information, okay, motherfucker? Don't like play this off like, oh, Joby comes here for like scraps that I give him, okay? You were like, oh, hey, Joby, do you want to know what this what this secret is? And I'm like, what? I didn't even know there was a secret. And you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, I won't tell you then. I'm like, no, you got to tell me now, motherfucker. And that's that was basically exactly what you needed to know. <laughs> that's the, it, that's the best, like most smug feeling you can possibly have. Like I've been doing that with people with Resident Evil. Like, oh, did you know about that secret puzzle? And oh, <laughs> did you know what to do with that weapon? Or <laughs> like, you're just an asshole. I'm like, oh, I'm so smart at this game. I'm like Chris Redfield, basically. I've got muscles bigger than my head. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I've only spent 300 hours more in it. It's not that much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, good, I did good. feel like the, um, the little girl at the end, or mm, yeah, I shouldn't say. Nice. <laughs> but um, this is a way to stuff- spoil it without spoiling it. If you know who wrote or who the narrative director of the game was, and he's a Western guy in the first for the first time in the franchise. Once you go through the story and realize the other work that he's done in the games industry, 
Cool. So you won't be surprised at all. Like it's the game that he's done that he's probably best known for is almost like one to one mm. in terms of storyline. What this is. Mm. So you have wholesale spoiled it for me then. <laughs> you just know too much. Do you don't know the circumstances of it. It's not actually the same. It's kind of same. It's same-ish. It's same-y. There's some good walking back there, Steve. You. I try. <laughs> there's there's a number of things that happen at the end, and yeah. for different reasons, I thought that they were derivative, but um, well, they were derivative of different things. But like, I still enjoyed it. I'm not trying to knock it, but. Yeah, they, I think that's what somewhat something that took me out of it towards the end was just like, oh, I've experienced this quite a few times before yeah. in games and in movies. There's something that happens right near the end. I'm not gonna, I'm not even gonna talk about what that is, but before release, like there was a 1.01 update that came out on day one, and before release, this thing happens right near the end. The game's over. You're very confused. It goes to credits. Done. That's it. And with the 1.01 patch, they put like a teaser uh, for DLC that comes out. Hmm. And it very much it kind of ruins what I think Capcom was trying to set up in terms of you uh-huh. know like the, the, the weight between the, the finished game and the DLC, which maybe explains some of the questions you have. And it, like uh-huh. that teaser screen, you know, like probably explains half the questions that I had which kind of pissed me off but right what are you going to do that's interesting what are you going to do yeah but they're doing aren't they doing good things with DLC like making it free and they released some like today I think or yesterday the the story based DLC comes out in May and that's the free one Um, in Australia the one that came out today on PS4 it's a week delay on Xbox and PC it's 15 bucks each. Okay. Oh, this one's 15 bucks. The other one's more expensive. The season pass is like 45 bucks, I think. So that's all paid DLC. It's usually like two, one puzzle-based mode, one kind of arcade shooty mode, and then there's like a third extra mode. The one that came out today was called Ethan Must Die, and it's kind of Dark Souls-y. Everything's randomized in terms of item drops. Oh. You have hardly any weapons the enemies like kill you in one or two hits and you have to kind of just learn from your mistakes and yeah. it's weird oh, yeah. so uh, and then sorry go ahead oh no no you go and then I'll <laughs> oh and like the second extra game is gonna it's a weird one it's like a, a comedy based one where you feed Jack Baker food <laughs> so I don't know what they're uh, doing with that one but hmm. maybe it'll be good I doubt yeah. it um, I was going to say something I mentioned last week that I didn't like the most is the inventory management. Um, as a Resident Evil fan, does that like put you off at all, or is that something you think is crucial to the series? What aspect didn't you like about it? I just don't like it. The inventory management, like <laughs> having hey, you've got twelve slots to work with, uh, but half of them are taken up by your weapons, uh, and the rest of it, a quarter of it is taken up by your ammo. But you've got to grab these two objects to take to an area which are used in a puzzle piece. Like, going, go, running backwards and forwards and picking up things and dropping them in my stash and then running back and then picking up other things. And, like, just it kind of took it took me out of the moment, the game, the horror aspect, and became, an, uh, like, a managing my, my gear. 
Um, and I just felt okay. like it slowed the game down too much for me. I, I personally like it. I don't think it, it doesn't lend to the horror, the horrific aspects of the game. It lends to the the survival of the survival horror aspects of the game. So yeah. it's, but, it's a long staple of the franchise. You have to kind of get used to item management and decide, you know, are you putting a priority on healing or weapons? Um, I've, I've finished the game and I've did it hitting three item boxes the entire run. And if you've played through... Was that for the achievement? Well, and for unlocks. But yeah, if we're talking about me, it's mostly for the achievement. Um, <laughs> How many have you got now? <laughs> uh, in, on PlayStation 4, I've got like 50% of the trophies. On Xbox One, I have a 1,000 gamer score. Ah, so all of it. Which is... I'm a loser. Um, <laughs> but so like in, in the game, like you have to hit two item boxes as part of the story. So the entire game, you basically get to use an item box for management one time. Hmm. And that was really challenging, and I liked that aspect, but I could see why mm. people would despise that, because you don't want to have to worry about meticulous planning and an order in which you hit items, and when you have to go back and like use the, the dog on the door, as an example, rather than hold on to all three and use it at once. like That kind of stuff I really enjoy, mm-hmm. but I can mm. see why, to some people, it would be the most tedious thing ever. Yeah, I guess for me, it's a, like, I... I want to collect everything, um, so I end up filling my entire backpack up and then running to the nearest stash and then putting all the stuff in there that I don't need and then going back and collecting all the stuff that I, I missed. And uh, yeah, it just, it just became a bit more tedious for me. Um, <laughs> it would have been cool if there was some sort of like mechanic in there where it knew how much ammo you'd use and kind of allocate it like that sort of way rather than me just stocking up on all these bullets and having um you know 400 500 uh burner canisters of you know the fuel like lying around that i just seemed like it was excessive Mm. um but you know i still wanted to have that somewhere so i don't (laughs) know it was just weird and also you know you're playing a resident evil game properly when you get to like the end boss and you've got the magnum and you haven't used it yet and you've got 20 magnum bullets and 50 herbs just in case yeah Yeah. i didn't find out any magnum bullets at all which oh really i don't know how that works oh okay yeah they're tucked away very uh very uh actually quite I, i really like the way that you can use these pills to kind of highlight the things in the world hmm but you don't need to if you if you kind of you know squat down yeah. usually behind Always looking behind every single yeah. shelf and shit <laughs> it was really quite clever item placement i thought yeah it was good i, I kind of like the whole inventory thing as a whole because for me it was like I, I spent part of the game not really backing myself um and i, I tried to make as many med kits as possible uh and then i spent an, another part of the game really confident with the shotgun that I could get a lot of headshots. So I was yeah. crafting more towards the bullets and then uh, not carrying a lot of med kits and stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's like, what do you, you know, do you back yourself? Are you confident? What, what do you want to prioritize? Which weapon do you want to be special in? Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, w- without going into, like, specific spoilers, something we did talk about last week as well was the, the way that first boss fight kind of can play out there's multiple ways to approach it um is that a case for all of the bosses do you guys know or is it just that initial one because i didn't really 
find anything else um, that was possible with some of these other bosses that came across. Yeah, the more items you get, the more you can kind of play around and do different things. But the, the I guess the struggle I had at the very start was trying to figure out if a boss was one that I laid a whole bunch of bullets into or if it was one that I evaded and just, you know, like at a certain checkpoint or a certain time, yeah. A or B would happen and I would be okay. Um, there's There's a lot of different ways with different like kind of weapon unlocks and stuff that you can approach the bosses. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess with any boss, you know, that's if, if the goal is to ultimately like deal it so much damage, unless there's a whole bunch of weird like in stuff in the environment, like a, a red barrel or something to shoot, like you, you're kind of limited in how you do it. Yeah. But yeah. There, there's yeah. some variety, but not a terrible amount. I'm, try, I'm trying to be very vague and like mm-hmm. not ruin any more. Now that I've already uh, spoiled it for Joe, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, well, there's, there's not one thing like that bosses keeps a special thing. Um, I didn't even know it was a special thing until I saw it online, and someone's like, "You can you can do this during a boss fight." I was like, "Oh, I thought that was just the scripted thing that you're supposed to do." And then uh, I loaded up some stream of someone playing the game, and all the stuff was happening that didn't happen in my game, like people walking through walls and. Yeah, I was like, on my third playthrough, I had like something happen to one of my appendages that I did not expect would happen, and it freaked me right the hell out. And it was <laughs> awesome, but like, it, I was surprised that because I thought by that time I, you know, had the game down back to front, and I knew to run here, do this, turn around, you're fine, da 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 da, and it scared the hell out of me. And it wasn't yeah. a jump scare or anything like that. So like that was truly horrific and i really enjoyed that hmm. yeah yeah but it's yeah you can't expect that to happen all the time which i almost did <laughs> at a certain point <laughs> did you make the mistake of like trying to further kill someone while they're down uh no when i was trying to run away from someone i think the game it was almost like rubber banding um like in Mario Kart, it just no matter how far I got away from the person, that person was always right behind me, and eventually right. the person grabbed me and did something to me, and I just never conceived that would happen. <laughs> really, I'm really trying to be vague. I'm really you're being so here. vague. I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you later. I, yeah, yeah. I, uh, oh, it's I, Jack. I can say it's Jack. Maybe that's. Enough. Yeah. I made a video about it. Unless. Luke got really sick of me watching or making all the videos. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't see. And it happened so quickly. I stopped up and I didn't have like my Elgato running, so I just used the PlayStation video <laughs> to record oh, it. Yeah. For some reason, like the audio just didn't come with the video. So we can shadow play, man. Like uh, scary, yeah. intense, and stuff, but it didn't. Like it was silent. It was really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like that movie of that climbing Mount Everest thing that got put on a news show that didn't have any audio. Did you see that? Or, the, uh, or they the have that um, trailer with half the yeah, half the trailer audio. as well without any audio. <laughs> yeah, um, I had a bit where uh, a bit where one of the people that refuses to die, like I was, I I did the thing where I killed him. I thought he was dead, and he obviously wasn't dead. But I just like what you do when you're playing games is you want to make sure they're dead. So you start hitting them some more, and you start like shooting them in the face and. <laughs> hitting him with the knife and so i started stabbing the body 
And uh, then he goes, that's not very nice. And he just gets back up and (laughs) (laughs) no ammo left. Or no. And what's that? In the garage? The garage? No. Cahold. Cahold? Cahold. No, it was in the top floor, top floor of the main house. Ah, okay. Yeah. And then at that point I had nothing. I only had the knife. So I did my best to combat him with the knife. But yeah. So I was like, yeah to self don't stab dead bodies <laughs> i didn't do any of this stuff you guys are talking about <laughs> there you go one yeah. thing that i'm actually pissed off about is there's there's one really really big puzzle in the game and in my first playthrough i completely missed the vhs tape that set the puzzle up oh okay yeah uh, and yeah. it's it's very important and yeah i so i went i went to the puzzle without any you know like any knowledge of it beforehand and the first time anybody does this puzzle, you basically end up in one way, and that's just like completely on <laughs> fire as a charred corpse. Yeah. Um, but I managed to sidestep that entirely because there's a combination lock that is near the end of the puzzle. Yeah. And you're free to just try out combinations on uh, it. So you just tried, yeah. I just tried a five-letter word. And, yeah. and honestly, if you take every letter, if from where that lock starts, if you just go down like five or six letters on each rung, it spells the word you need. So right. I just mm-hmm. completely bypassed one of the most important puzzles in the game. Like, like a really well thought out, really yeah. amazing puzzle. And I just completely sidestepped yeah, it. It's yeah. actually kind of a shame. Yeah. Cause... Well, and then like the second playthrough, I went and did the VHS tap and I, tape and I went through it like I should. Yep. And it was fantastic, but like I just completely missed out. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. you can't you can't plan for that. I I just happened to get lucky. But the that only was thing, amazing. Like and that part is probably the most escape roomy part of the whole game. But um the only thing I would change about that is like because that lock is so important to that puzzle, I just kinda wish it was something else. Like And in the VHS tape, it doesn't let you try different combinations. Yeah. Which is annoying i guess it, it lets you do it in in real world because you're supposed to go through the tape but i just i completely yeah. missed the tape so i didn't have that luxury yeah i just wish that like the second time around you could do something other than a lock because I'm, I'm, I'm always like moving away from locks as like the sort of answer to a puzzle like i don't know i think people should always try to use minimal number locks and letter locks and stuff Mm. Yeah, that's that's the escape room person in me. Like I've just been to escape rooms where everything is just like fifteen number locks for all the things, and and especially with this puzzle, it's like like it was a brilliant puzzle. It was one of the best parts of the game. Yeah, I just wish that last part was something other than putting it into a lock. I think the okay. the reasoning behind that is because the first time you do it, it's you know it's like a twenty thirty minute puzzle. Um, but then you know the solution to it the next time you're there. So it, it's yeah. literally done in 10 seconds. You do it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, well, I think it's really cool. And the tapes are fantastic in that, like, the, the tapes are obviously, you know, I'm sure they're inspired by the likes of The Ring and and horror. Blair Witch. Uh, yeah. Presentations of that nature. And they're just really quite clever in that they give you all the knowledge that you need. Like, if you hadn't played the demo... You wouldn't know about the little, um, you know, hand pulley thing under the the fireplace to open the secret little 
door in the wall that takes you downstairs into the the dun or the basement dungeon thing and yeah. you don't need to play the demo because you play the derelict footage VHS tape and it takes you through that and it prepares you for what's next to come and it terrifies you because because you don't want to like, you know, get these hor- the horrific <laughs> things are happening on the VHS tape but then you know like you go back into the real world and you're having to go through uncharted waters after that so it's it sets up a lot of stuff quite nicely I don't know how they're going to keep doing that if they decide to do the same kind of formula in RE8 as an example but <laughs> we'll worry about that later I, so I, one, before we move on from that point mm-hmm. everything everyone does in these videos is fucking idiotic actually everything everyone does in this fucking <laughs> game is fucking idiotic okay this dude rolls up in his car right and he's like oh gotta find my wife oh. walks out into like finds her handbag with a fucking driver's license in a fire and his reaction is like well better go call the cops no he's like well uh it's been three years but uh i'm sure she's still alive inside so let's go see what's going on in there finds a tape in horror house watches it okay just watches a fucking videotape while he's in terrifying murder house sees people get murdered in said murder house while inside the videotape by the way fucking reported dudes just fingering fucking like every fireplace he can i guess every time he goes into a house he's like well better go finger this fucking fireplace <laughs> right finds a lever oh secret secret lever cool. <laughs> it's better climb in there sees a dude with a fucking pipe through his face somehow by the way that guy got in there without you know the others noticing the the you know he must have been fingering fireplaces as well i guess and then um yeah it dies this guy watches that video and he's like well i'm going down there fuck yes oh like that's perfect instead of just getting the fuck out and uh yeah that's about the like that's about as far as i've gotten so far except for oh yeah the cop shows up and he's like you gotta give me a gun man not go get swats Look, somebody chopped my fucking hand off, okay? This is like some torture porn shit. Go get SWAT. Oh, no, I'm a deputy, not an officer. That's not important, fuckface. Go and get the police. Well, for starters, he had his hand stapled back on, so it's fine. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Number two, the deputy didn't give the gun. He just gave him a pocket knife because the deputy was smart. You know, he doesn't want to go too far. But... Like, literally, you've just pulled apart every horror movie that has ever existed. No, Anything the good, ones, horrific. the good ones actually tend to get around this by not being completely retarded. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is it is pretty tropey, I guess. Uh, I just, you know, I just figured perhaps they wouldn't, like, it's a video game, right? You're supposed to, you're supposed to have some sort of control, but the entire time you are just doing shit that, Personally, I would never do. Like, I love my wife, okay? I love my wife. If she disappeared for three years, right, I managed to track her down by her fucking videotape in the year 2017, right? Somehow found a VCR, hooked it up, watched it, and I'm like, well, I know where she is, somewhere in fucking Alabama. Roll on up to Alabama and I find a fucking her ID in a handbag in a fucking file. 
I love my wife. I am not going into that house, okay? I'm not going in. That's just not happening. But in a video game, I'm like, well, yeah, okay. Can only go forward. Guess it's got to happen. Oh, well, I found the lever. Got to go forward. Guess this is going to happen. <laughs> the entire time, I'm just like, yeah, well, this is going to happen. That's why I'm not scared of anything, I guess. That's, that's one of the really good horror games. Like, they actually have reasons for you to keep moving forward. That's why Dark Souls is a better horror game than fucking most horror games out these days. Because you're... You actually find yourself compelled to move forward beyond the, well, this is a video game and I've got to keep moving forward. Reasons. Anyway. That's what I got. <laughs> that dude walks that? up to you and he, like, gets a fucking spade through his fucking face, right? And then the big guy, like, stabs him two more times with the spade. And you're like, mate, you just fucking... You were still watching him getting stabbed? I was running away at that point. Like... His gun fell down and stuff. I was going for that gun. Oh, no, I had my knife out. I was slashing him. (laughs) That might have been your problem. I didn't die. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't die to him. Uh, I slashed him, and then I got in the car and worked out there were no keys. I had no idea that that one went down any other way. I'm just like, yeah, well, obviously, you got to get the keys. Okay, I get the keys. Wait till he's not on the same side, because I'm like, well, it takes me 45 minutes to fucking put the fucking keys in in the... car so i guess i'll wait till he's nowhere near it luckily he got glitched out walking into the car for a bit so i was lucky and then i um yeah ran him over a couple of times still he still managed i don't know how i survived the fucking pillars i still don't work out i can't work out how i survived that bit but i wasn't involved in that that was uh, a little bit or something yeah that was has uh, anybody played it in vr no just that one time it's (laughs) <laughs> it's weird uh so where's it where's a really early part when you first find mia and you're up in the the first the ground floor of the the guest house and she throws you around and then there's a screwdriver involved like that oh, that yeah. sequence um like if you're if you're playing without vr it's all very fluid and you can see people being thrown around and stuff if you're in vr it kind of fades to black, so you're standing in the in the you know the middle of the hallway, and then it kind of fades to black as she grabs you and starts to throw you against the wall, and it kind of comes back, and you're hitting the wall. So like it's trying to you know balance out showing you what's going on, and making you horribly sick, I imagine. <laughs> so you lose a lot of you don't you still know what's going on, but you lose a lot of the movement, and it takes you out of it at the same time it's supposed to be completely immersing you because you're in you know first person VR mode it's really strange and the boss fights are impossible on VR I found maybe I'm just not I couldn't marry moving my head and the controller like right stick to get in the position I needed to be for some of those boss fights I just I couldn't make it work so I always had to jump out of VR fight the boss go back into VR to explore kind of swap in and out it was weird hmm. still the best I, application of vr on playstation 4 i think i heard it was someone someone was someone played the entire game in vr and reckoned it was way easier to aim as long as you went in first person shooter controls uh it, you got like motion sick pretty quick but it was like easier to do the boss fights on console um 
because you're able to use your head to adjust for a lot of the shit that they weren't able to do with a controller. I can't remember who said it. It might have been Nate. Nate's notoriously shit at controller shooting and shit. So. <laughs> well, I was moving my head and also trying to move my like my right thumb as well, just kind of muscle memory. Uh, yeah. And I just kept fucking myself up. Just couldn't do it. Yeah. I can imagine. And you're getting but, like uh, those quarter turns and, you know, like if you're used to having proper control, it's I couldn't make it work. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. cool. Uh, anything else to mention about that? Or we? Yeah. How about those backpacks? That's one thing <laughs> about the inventory that I didn't get. You just like, what do you put a backpack on top of another backpack? <laughs> it's just a bigger backpack. I'm assuming you just trade it out. I was like imagining him like strapping on three or four backpacks at once. Yeah. <laughs> I did find a backpack somewhere, which didn't uh, extend your inventory, which was got kind of weird. It didn't extend it. No, it was that like sound, right? somewhere in the world. It was just sitting there, and I was like, "Ah, oh, sweet." Uh, but huh. it didn't look like the other ones, so that was annoying. Oh, like how many are there? Are there a lot? It seemed like there's a lot in that. Uh... Two, I think. Yeah, sounds yeah. about right. I think I found about two. Yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just remember being there and clicking on it and like trying to crouch in front of it and reloading my save point and being like, why the fuck can't I pick this backpack up? Uh, yeah, I gave up eventually, so a bit strange. But I, yeah, I did find two, so that, that's fine. Uh, it's definitely the best Resident Evil game I've played. I didn't like um, five. Didn't play six because everyone shot on it. Um, didn't play three and four. I've only played one and two, so I quite enjoyed it. I thought it was something different and I uh, had a lot of fun playing through it. And I actually went through, I didn't play it a second time, but I went to a point where I kept the save because I knew something important was going to happen. Uh, so I went back after I finished it and played through a second time. So, Oh, nice. Just to see what would happen. Hmm. Yeah. So there's no reason in hell why you'd ever go for that like bad ending. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. But anyway. yeah, I just wanted to see what happened though, because I was like, yeah, oh, all right, oh for sure, <laughs> let's just see where this goes. Uh, but in saying that, the point where that kind of um, that decision is made, and then something happens at that point, and all of a sudden someone else shows up, I, I was very confused about that. I don't understand that story part in in that specific ending. Um, I'll, yeah, I'll explain it a bit more later. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. There's some, there's some sloppy writing. Yeah. There's some things that just happened for the sake of it happening. But anyway, definitely. All right. Anyway, I definitely recommend it. I think Steve recommends it. Junk sounds like he recommends it. Job's a yeah, big baby and he doesn't want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's scary. a solid game. I didn't expect it to be so solid, but yeah, really good, uh, solid game for the start of the year. Absolutely. Um, and if you do want to read uh, anything about Resident Evil, go to Survivor.com because he has everything. Literally everything. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Including updates today with uh, the bedroom DLC. Did you play it? Yeah, it's good. It's it's good. So the bedroom's the puzzle one. There's Nightmare, which is like the arcade shooty one. The arcade shooty one's pretty shit. It's, it's kind of like the, the stuff they did with RE6 and stuff, just like adding in 
stuff. And to me, like Resident Evil is not about shooting and killing things. It's about surviving. So okay. the, the puzzle based thing was way better in my opinion. Um, what about the demo? Uh, cause I was looking at maybe playing that, but I wasn't sure how that ties into, uh, the origin, like the normal game. Is it different or is it a completely separate thing? It's, it's more like PT. There's kind of like ghosts that pop up in the world. And if you go through the demo in a certain way and do a bunch of stuff, you get an extra antique coin. It's, it's a dirty coin, oh, okay. but it does the same thing. So I, I, I don't think it's worth playing through now because the derelict house footage stuff with the sewer gators that's in the mm-hmm. game. So okay. you, you don't have to go back. All right. All right. We'll check out the DLC though, for sure. Right. Uh, should we move on? What else we got here? Um, do you want to talk about For Honor? <clears throat> I guess. Sure. Yeah. Uh, what we can the sequel to it. 300. <laughs> the sequel to 300. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so the closed beta was on over the last weekend. Um, I guess the three of us played it. Steve, did you play it at all? Uh, very briefly, but... on. Xbox, Not even enough to get the same problems that you guys did. Yeah, I was on Xbox. Okay. Man, I, uh, everyone, like, you know, it's it's a really interesting game because a lot of people are trying, like, have struggled to sort of frame, like, frame it as a game that they're familiar with in their minds. Um, like, you know, is, is it a shooter? Is it a fighting game? Is it, like, uh, is it chivalry like what what are you looking at here uh i think the best way to describe it is is a fighting game and that fighting game would be doa but not dead or alive it's dead on arrival because it's <laughs> fucked how long have you been waiting to say that i actually just <laughs> i came up with it just uh, after I said it's fucked the first time yeah but, uh, but uh yeah i went i went to some lengths to make it work um <laughs> damn shame yeah, damn shame. Because I was um, this is one of the ones I was most looking forward to this year, and yeah. like it's really weird that this hasn't been explored yet. But uh, just a game where like it's a, actually about the swordplay and not about flashy abilities and magical fireballs surrounding the swordplay and mm-hmm. jumping thirty feet in the air and all these other abilities. Like it's actually about the swordplay. So I love there's so much that I love about this game. Like I love the beautiful animations, like running and shifting stances the animations are so good um the gameplay is great but yeah wow i couldn't even finish a match most of the time let alone like most of the time i'd like go 15 seconds in a match and um it would just be borked like 1v1 was okay uh 2v2 was okay both those were still laggy like Mm -hmm. i've got recorded footage of me doing a heavy attack and then the blade would go into them and you would see blood and you would see their health go down and you'd see the animation of them recoiling. You would hear the sound effect of the hit and then boom, like all of a sudden it rewinds time and then they're holding their shield where my blade went and it, it was blocked. So there was a lot of that. Um, and there was a lot of the connection issues just kicking me. Um, yeah. Peer to peer networking in a four V four, um, I mean, what I what I played on the weekend was just absolutely unplayable. You'd want your money back. Uh, I don't know how much of this they can fix in the next fifteen days. A really shame because like that's their main mode. Even though like the game was designed for one v one combat, um, it's like 
it's 4v4 that's their main mode and that's the mode that's having the most problems and it's also the mode that i find the most interesting because in a lot of their um, maps they have three capture points Mm -hmm. which in a 4v4 means one of the capture points is naturally going to be doubled up on so you have to make a yeah you have to make a decision as a team it's like what are you going to do are you going to um like which point are you going to double up on are you going to try and have defender specialists at the other points to try and hold on to it as long as possible uh some of the maps like all three points are in the dead middle uh so in that one it might make more sense to send two players to the middle point and then move as necessary uh some maps you have a point that's really close to your spawn so it might make sense to have like one player boosting the point close to your spawn while three go to the middle point um so i I was really interested in like the different tactics there uh because yeah obviously if you didn't know about for honor like standing on a point uh doubles the amount of uh victory points that it gives you um over time so you can just kind of like stand there and be getting double points for that capture point so i was really interested in that side of the game and um yeah I spent all weekend trying to play it and trying to record it and then just getting fucking hammered, just having to alter for out of, out of everything. Yeah, that's roughly that's roughly similar to my experience. I mean, I had like we we grouped up uh, me and and a couple of the other guys that we play games with, like Daisy with and stuff. Um, I like just put word out on the Gap Discord to see if anyone wanted to play, and we jumped in together. Uh, we got four people going. And, um, yeah, we were just doing 2v2 duels because we couldn't, like, we flat out 100% could not get a fucking 4v4 going for the life of us. And when, yeah. like, the one or two times that we made it work, uh, we never got through the entire fucking match. I got through one entire 4v4, I think, the entire fucking weekend, which is yeah. just awful and yeah 4v4 is 100% the main focus for the team but uh, I had more fun yeah well obviously I had more fun doing 2v2s or 1v1s just because it functioned to, to that point yeah. though I mean the netcode is it reminds me so much of launch rainbow 6 in that it needs some fucking work uh, the amount of times that yeah shit just you can't have that, right? You cannot have that horseshit feeling of being cheated uh, yeah. when you're playing a fucking multiplayer game because you are, like, if if we're playing a game against one another, if we're having a 1v1 duel against one another, I think it's critical that it's, it's, it's not, like, it's not even if I lose due to some horseshit. I don't want to win judas portion because that isn't that's not the win for me right like yeah i don't know like like it it gets rid of any notion of this as a competitive game exactly like it's it's i don't know if it was ever going to become an esport anyway but like even forgetting esports but just like a competitive game that you want to you want to get some friends together and make winning your goal um you know it just throws that out the window the whole peer-to-peer thing like even the people that i was connecting to even in the 1v1s and 2v2s were all red pings and um like even cheating like even networking aside like cheating is easier because it's client side yeah so i don't know why it's not servers i'm I'm very sad 
It, it just doesn't make any sense. Like I actually, I, I actually knew that this was coming a little while ago, but uh, I was like remaining hopeful that it wouldn't fucking go down like this, and it did. Like, and it's it's a shame. Say again. They might pull off a miracle. Like they've got fifteen days to pull off a miracle. Well, um, do you think there was going to be an open beta uh, until mm-hmm. this last weekend? Probably I hadn't heard not. anything about it before. Yeah, that. I don't think so. I... And it's right, right before it comes out too. So they're they're trying at least. I guess that's yeah credit to I, them. I don't know if this is pure coincidence or if this actually means anything. But uh, at the literal like end of the uh, closed beta period, where it was like you only had like an hour left to play, I did manage to get a couple of full four v fours. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if that was due to changes they were making or if that was just pure luck. Uh, but I managed to actually finish some games and um, and actually see the end screen where you get rewarded with XP and items and stuff. <laughs> um, as, so as pointless as that feels, I mean, like I, like I've got two two questions because you did actually get to finish some games. Yeah. Uh, so two questions: uh, How do you feel about the amount of health? That, uh, that the players have because I feel like that does some negative things for uh, the nature of the strategy that you're talking about in terms of three flags. You mean and, the fact that you can die in one combo? Uh, yeah. You can, like, you can die in one combo depending on who you're fighting. Uh, whoever the fucking Japanese dude with the fucking heavy sword is. Yeah. Can uh, or who? There was one who could throw you for half your health. But like uh, the, is it the raider. Yeah, yeah. The fucking the, can like pick you up and charge you over a cliff. Yeah, I had that. Or, or into a wall and you lose half your health. Like once the stun is over, literally unable to do anything about it. And uh, because you, I guess you would have seen that with somewhat decent ping. Um, or at least a halfway decent connection. Uh, how did you feel about certain or the the character balance? Because I don't think they fucking even come close, eh? Uh, I didn't have a problem with it, but I I've got to be honest. I I don't feel like I have a good grasp on this game because uh, most of my time was yeah it was just spent trying to get it to work. Um, I played assassin classes mostly yeah um, so even in the bits where it was kind of working like i I won most of my one v ones and two v twos uh, and i uh, I spent a lot of time dancing around people and dodging and and getting in hits and changing my directions really quickly uh, and that seemed to be tough for some people to deal, but I also think that might have been because of a bit of a lag yeah um so I don't know if I'm if I was like jumping around on their screen, uh, the bad kind of jumping around. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I don't feel like I have a good understanding over like the balance between all the classes and stuff. I I tr- did played a lot of Peacemaker. Um, Which one's Peacemaker? You can't. You gotta describe the, them because I got no European, idea what they're fucking called. It's the European assassin class, so it's like a short sword yeah. and a dagger. Yeah. Um, and she was, yeah, she was a lot of fun. I played a bit of Nobushi. I think they all have things they can do. Yeah. The spear, the light spear class, they all have stuff they can do, uh, to fuck with the other classes. 
Um, but all of, all really of it is exacerbated by, like, ping. Like, once there's yeah. lag involved, it all gets so much worse. Fucking the Naginta chick, the fucking Japanese spear chick, right? I could R1 spam. I could and did R1 spam people to death. Like, just on the regular. Whenever they started to piss me yeah. off, I'd just R1 spam them to death. Because it's got bleed on it, which you can actually bleed to death. It's not like it takes you down to 1% <laughs> or anything. You, you can bleed yeah. all the way to death. Which makes sense from a, I suppose, historical standpoint. Not that that should be a fucking <laughs> thing. Uh, but, yeah, it's, like, it's silly as fuck in terms of gameplay. You, you can't, like, just fire and feed. That, that is literally just a, a dot. A dot and forget yep. shit, and that can't happen. Um, but yeah, like part of that might be her combo because, like, a lot of the classes had more hidden stuff under the surface that I didn't realize. Uh, yep. When you start to look through their uh, class-specific combos, like um, the Nobushi, if you hit with their first two uh, light attacks, then the third's guaranteed, and I think the third one, and the third is the one that carries bleed, right? Um, and then they all have this weird stuff that that I didn't even know before I started searching through the uh, the combo lists and stuff. Like the Nobushi can cancel attack by pressing down on uh, the right joystick, uh, so she can like start an attack and then cancel it and faint by like going downwards or something, and it's like it counts as a dodge. So and then every class has something weird like that that they can do. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like the Nibushi, again, it's like I, all I have is like a beginner's understanding of it. I, I like the idea. Uh, I like the problem that she presents as a class. Like she's really light, uh, but has she's the light class that has range. So mm. it's like if you can get past that spear, then you can cause a whole bunch of problems. Um, but getting past it is the tough bit. And like if she catches you in a choke point, like if, if that's that could be dangerous for either of you because like. Uh, you have to get through a small amount of space, but uh, other the, the the bigger classes are better at like the stun and throw. So like if you can stun and throw her in the choke point, then either she's up against a wall and she's fucked, or she's over the cliff and she's fucked. Mm. So um, I don't know. Like I, I like I like a lot of these ideas. I find so many of what's in there really interesting. Uh, so much of what's in there is really interesting. I should say. But um, yeah. Again, I I just was sort of denied the opportunity to explore it because it was so fucking broken. Mm. It just it just seemed to me like there was way too much shit that was so much worse when lag was involved for a game where lag is pretty much always going to be involved. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and what? there had to be like some Australian people playing. I don't know, like why I was constantly matched with Americans and Europeans yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Well, on console, we can play uh, splits. Oh, no, we can't play split screen. They took that out. Oh. That was me as being a bitch. Oh, I'm really angry about that. <laughs> they made such a big deal about that and then just took it out without any fanfare. Wow. Uh, hmm. um, I was going to say, my, my other concern about the game is that they've got this item system in there uh, and the items basically give you bonus stats or, you know... Um, make your character better so deal more damage yeah. um, maybe better at blocking that sort of stuff uh, yeah so it, it now becomes an issue of the matchmaking has to be really good otherwise you're coming up against people that don't, not only um, it doesn't rely on skill it, it now relies on how much they've played and how much items they've got because we were running into that at the start where 
like I was only just started playing and I'm like a level one character, but we were going up against like level six and sevens, which isn't a huge like difference. But when they've got four or five items stacked up to them and they've got a lot more unlocks because there's a progression system, like that starts to add up a bit. Uh, yeah. But then also like where we don't know where it's going to be up, but is there going to be the ability to purchase items or will there be like a chess system where you can buy stuff like if that starts paying into it then then becomes a pay-to-win system and mm. nobody's going to play this game um yeah because that's how you can see games that. die it is a bit limited like i noticed a lot of the game modes had the option for uh the actual effects of the items switched off yeah um and the i'm sure some of it had it switched on as well uh, but the uh, each item can affect three different things, um, and it's a specific three things. So it's like I think the only thing that'll affect damage is like the blade on your weapon, mm-hmm. and like your your headpiece has three specific stats that every headpiece will affect, uh, and then usually one of them is uh, buffed while the other two are like slightly nerfed. Um, so it's it's limited in those ways, but yeah. I still think you're right because you can build your character around a particular strategy. You'll definitely like, especially if you're talking about level zeros, you'll definitely have an advantage over them, but you can build a character to have like, um, stagger resistance while you go in for a stun and also increase your throw distance. So, um, you know, you have a higher chance of throwing them off a cliff if you're anywhere near one. Um, yeah, that type of stuff. The damage, I think the outright damage is a bit limited. Um, like I, I finished enough games to get uh, some higher level weapons and I did the scavenge thing where it's like if you play the tutorial a couple times you get a certain amount of steel and I used that steel to scavenge for my peacemaker. Okay. Yep. Um, and the additional levels of daggers that I got um, had very small uh, increases to the the damage, um, but yeah, you know it's something. It's like some like some items will definitely have an advantage over no items. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we will see what paid items surface. Hopefully none, if, and hopefully if. it's all cosmetic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Steve, did you have any of these issues on Xbox at all, or is it just us whining PC people? Didn't play enough to even try, like yeah. to to be able to say anything about it. Um, which is a shame because I, every like, of course, I've played it in a whole bunch of contained environments where the network's fine and it is perfect. But I was looking forward to it, and all all you heard from people playing was network issues, network issues, network issues. Couldn't finish a game. Crashing. That's we had a c- crashing on us. I think I put a video up, and it, it, um, I had three straight ga- games where <laughs> just nothing worked. It was crazy. Um, there's yeah. also a weird bug that I f- found where. Uh, they don't have a quit button on one of the lobby menus, so you have to sit yeah, there that sucks. and you have to alt F4 to get out of the game. And it's like, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> you notice that as well? I hated that. Yeah, I, I got that a lot. Yeah. It's like they forgot to put the button in there or the overlay or something. It's super strange. So when it couldn't find a game, uh, you would just be stuck on this this screen like of people coming in and out, joining the game and leaving. Uh so you'd have to like com- completely crash the game to get out of it, and yeah. Mm. After doing that four or five times, I was like, "Well, I'm good." 
I've got better yeah. things to do. I'm not going to spend 45 minutes and not play any games. I'll go do something else. Yeah, um, so and the loading screen was me. so long too. Like just the load of, well, after that, you had to load the map. And like I can't tell you how many times I waited through all that shit, and then you you have this big like then you, like the cinematic scene starts where the map starts, and then mm-hmm. you have this moment where everyone's charging towards the center of the battle, and the music starts, and you're like raw, and then as soon as I get to like capture point B, boom, connection issues. <laughs> like the thing that I just put on YouTube on my YouTube channel that happens so many times. Yeah, that exact yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh well, it'll be interesting to what happens in a couple of weeks, and this is out. <laughs> well, the, I think the open beta is going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, what happens if it's horseshit then? Like, wow, <laughs> they're fucked. I mean, the the so the response to it is already like overwhelmingly negative. So yeah. Yeah, they, they're going to be in a lot of fucking trouble. Well, I, th- I think they can turn around. Like, if they've done what they did with Siege um, and, you know, acknowledge the problems and are upfront with it and start fixing it straight away, then uh, it'll be good. Siege didn't have the problems. Like, I didn't have these issues with Siege that I had as badly. It was very minor stuff. Like, usually it was stuff getting, like, without parties and that sort of thing. Like, not being able to get party systems correctly couple of drop-ins and drop-outs but nothing as bad as sitting there for an hour and not getting any games going yeah wow yep (laughs) yeah but also the pv uh peer-to-peer system right it's that's not going to be something that's changed (laughs) into it no that's not going to change that's not going to go away um and unfortunately because of you know, broadband issues in Australia and whatnot, you're having to rely on somebody that maybe doesn't have a great internet connection. Um, you know, how is it working that sort of stuff out? Because we were playing in a game where I think Job and I were both in there with somebody else. And clearly, I would say Job's probably got the best connection out of uh, the three of us. Uh, and he wasn't hosting at all. It was somebody else, like, in our group that was hosting, which was super strange. So, I don't know how it's right. working that stuff. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. Anyway, uh, any any more thoughts on For Honor? No. Uh, Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, yeah. No, I I I, I got one. Sorry, what? You know know the gate that you lower to um, cut off the uh, path to the the capture point? Yeah. Uh, I actually killed someone with that. Nice. Oh, nice. I ran (laughs) through the gate while I shut it. Cool. That is all. I was going to say uh, we could shift to Absolver. Okay. Pretty uh, pretty easily shifts to Absolver because uh, Absolver, I played um, at a indie showcase from Devolver Digital, Digital yesterday. And uh, Absolver is a game being made by a French studio... Um, and their aim is to basically create a uh, mix between uh, Journey mm-hmm. and Dark Souls PvP. Uh, and it's actually reminded me quite a bit of For Honor, to be honest. Um, so, like, we, I wound up talking 
at length to the developer. They had one of the developers out, Pierre, uh, went up talking at length to him about uh, net, net coding and uh, how they're going to approach those situations. So, yeah, I just thought it was an interesting, like, you know, a pretty decent segue there. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, Absolver. So uh, it's it's basically so what they're trying to do is is make it a uh, a melee combat game um, where you sort of you roll through this open world uh, and you're trying to like work out the details of the story. They were playing it super close to the chest with all of this shit uh, at this point. They basically just wanted to show off the combat system um, to like get people in the mindset of the combat system. At this point, they didn't want to show off like any of the open world or any of that stuff. But, uh, yeah, you roll through the, the world and, uh, this was all described to me. Um, basically you'll, uh, fight people and learn moves from them as they, okay. as you fight against them. So if they do like a backwards spinning elbow on you, uh, if they do it to you 20 times, uh, then you'll have learned how to do it yourself. And that's how you sort of grow your repertoire of moves and stuff. But uh, when you first create a character, you choose a couple of different archetypes uh, of of the, like, of the martial art sort of stuff that you're going to do. So there was, there was a Krav Maga one, a Kung Fu one, and uh, a... I think it was like a... Steven Seagal. Um, Just Steven Seagal. No. Oh. Well. Um, <laughs> fuck, I can't remember. It was like a real, like karate or something. Uh, no, kickboxing. Um, so um, you, yeah, you had JCB. one of these three. Yeah. Um, you had one of these three archetypes that you could pick from, and and you'd sort of have different uh, different special ability depending on which one of those you picked, but also you'd have access to a different uh, move set. It's got a really interesting approach to how it uses all that kind of shit. Like, it's it's just like it, it's a actually a properly fascinating game. I played it for way longer than I probably should have um, while we because I, I was there with like a limited amount of time. I was there like last. I was the last person there for the day, and they were trying to like they were literally packing down while I was still playing this fucking game. Um, so they're packing down computers around me when I was playing against the, the dev. But, uh, yeah, so basically you learn um, the moves and then you create what sort of moveset you're going to put together. So you sort of equip a move. So you might have, like, a jab and then you can equip another move after it. And so you'll equip a jab and then a jab and then you can... It's got, like, these quadrants. So... You, as you do these moves, if you jab with the right and then jab with the left, you might like shift your body to the left further. And so instead of being in the top right quadrant where you started, you'll shift to the top left quadrant. And then the top left left quadrant has access to different moves. And so as you build these combos, you're able to actually create your own (laughs) sort of loops, your own sort of like... uh, like fighting like attack loops so instead of having uh so you might go left right uh kick like straight kick and then roundhouse or something like that uh you might finish it off with a heavy and so as you do that you sort of like you use that to sort of 
read your opponent as well like you can see what they they use to shift through the quadrants so you can see their their body move to different quadrants because different like different quadrants to mean different things if you're in the top right you're sort of in your typical stance if you're in the bottom right you're sort of turned uh with like your back half to them Hmm. and so a lot of your moves are spinning moves to right yourself again um so you use that to sort of like you can tell how they're actually going to attack you based on that the more you play them so once you've fought someone like 10 times it's not that like it doesn't matter that you're going to learn them fucking moves right because you are actually learning their moves as a as a player right you're learning how they fucking fight as a player so they might come in from the start and like combo you to death but then the next time uh they they start their combo you know what's coming up next so you just stuck out to the side yeah so you're able to like use that to sort of not only uh i don't know build out your own repertoire but also learn to read your opponents and so it's got all that kind of stuff like this is stuff where you're you're using shit to like read your opponent you're trying to like outthink them you're trying to outplay them like my my, i created a combo that had like by the end i'd created a combo that had a couple of different loops and uh oh you're always allowed like always able to faint attacks and stuff but every time like when you faint you still move into the next uh part of the combo as well so if you like left right uh, sidekick roundhouse if you faint the left you'll still be on the right so you you can use that to sort of shift through and out like fuck up their timing instead of like so there's that kind of stuff as well but i was using it to like yeah so i I do a combo but i was able to like loop into a different section of the combo by using a heavy attack and stuff like that and i was able to throw off the dev's timing and he like that's when he decided to like start playing for real instead of taking it easy on me uh and he just like started going fucking ham on me uh which was pretty good i was still able to like i didn't i I, once he started going for real i I didn't get a kill on him but i we like got all the way down to the fucking wire which was pretty fucking cool uh and it felt like yeah it felt like yeah stop trying to hit me and hit me and uh i was putting some fucking effort in but that was really cool so yeah we talked about the net coding um a lot and they were talking like he was talking about how uh one of the other guys used to work at uh at ubisoft on uh some of their games and was doing network stuff at ubisoft uh and he's been attempting to implement not ggpo but the philosophies of ggpo which is uh um netcode system that they use in like um street fighter right skullgirls do they use it in the new street fighter i thought street fighter was using it yeah. maybe um but it's i it's a, like it's a very popular fucking um like netcode system for fighting games that works quite well killer instinct used it uh and something else something else recently but uh yeah, it's it's one of those ones. Dive kick, I think, uh, oh, yeah. used it, but it uses that like this rollback technique where, uh, um, 
like everyone sort of exists with a degree of delay, even the host, because they're still doing like it's it's only one on one. I think that might go up to two v two in certain situations, but uh, yeah, because because of the way they play, it's it's always peer to peer. They don't have like they're an indie game, and he's like, oh, we'd love to, but we don't have the money for servers and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so. It is peer-to-peer, but GGPO has done, like, a pretty decent job of rectifying that situation in the fighting game community previously. So there's... I think there's a lot of hope there, man. Like, that... Like, I am fucking there. I'm, like, from what I played on day one on fucking Absolve. Yeah, it sounds really cool. And I know, like, yeah, some of the fighting games do peer-to-peer and they they do it well. Yeah. Um, And for the 1v1, that's fine. But um, yeah. So, it, are you saying when you it's like a combination of uh, journey and whatever? Like, does that mean you sort of like roam the land and then you occasionally just come across fighters and then you duel them and learn their stuff and then you move on and come across another person? Is that how it works? Yeah. So I think that's the journey part is that you're sort of roaming around kung fu style and uh yeah you come across people but it's not it's not that you always fight them uh you can actually team up with them to take on ai and you can enter like a mentor slash student uh relationship with them uh all all of, all of this communication is apparently done via emotes uh, uh-huh. and yeah you can enter this like relationship with them wherein whoever is the mentor uh will teach the other person, their moves a lot faster and they won't have to, like, take top hits to learn the moves. They can learn them <laughs> by watching them fight AI and stuff like that. But the yeah. flip side is that inevitably the student will attempt to defeat the master and shit like that. And so, yeah, it's it's this sort of uh, organic uh, co-op slash competitive storytelling element that they they're going for which i think drives the journey thing but there's also and, and I, it might even just be like a little bit of an excuse to for them to uh hand wash over the fact that, that they don't have a lot in the world hmm. maybe yeah. i mean there's there's a chance right like that's that's what i'd use to hand wash like oh, like just wash over that shit right ah uh, yeah it's it's journey-esque you need to explore, and yeah. uh, it's very serene. This yeah, could be code word code for yeah. We we don't have a lot of stuff going on, but um, yeah. <laughs> the combat system I think is the real highlight of it. And it did feel like it's it's from the like Dark Souls style perspective of behind the uh, player character and, and stuff like that. So um, yeah. yeah, it did feel like that. You could uh, you could equip a weapon but you could drop it really easy it was able to break uh and stuff like that um Mm -hmm. which was pretty interesting you could also heal uh using uh an ability but you couldn't heal all the time and you had one spell that i literally never used um but yeah i uh i won every game i played against game journalists so nice yeah i i'm i'm on board it sounds great um, I, yeah. I can suspend the disbelief and I can put my head in that space or it's like uh, I don't care if there's not much in the world I'll just walk around it and mm. pretend I'm the uh, the Afro Samurai or just like the wandering <laughs> fucking warrior just yep. taking on these warriors that I come across that sounds really cool yeah 
Yeah, and yeah, the I think the system for learning new moves is is pretty cool as well. It's uh sort of incentivizes. I mean, that hopefully it doesn't wind up being a fucking grind. Like hopefully it, it is like twenty times for you to learn a move or ten times for you to learn a move. I think he said that if you parry a move, you'll learn it like twice as fast or something. But uh. Yeah, I hope if, if it's like a hundred times before you learn something, then you're just going to wind up fucking grinding shit into the dirt and that'll get very tedious very quickly, I think. Just leave your computer yeah. on and walk away? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, bots will, bots will get very prevalent in the in that game. Yeah. If that were the case. But, uh, yeah. Nice. Um, so you played Strafe mm. as well? I did. So this is like the old school shooter, like based on an old school shooter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, with what are they like? What's their video say? It's something like uh, like cutting edge graphics from the year nineteen ninety six or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It's uh, it's pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. It's it is. It's basically a fucking Quake esque game uh, or Doom or whatever. Um, you can jump, uh, which is important. Uh, and can you can I, strafe jump? Couldn't, I couldn't bunny hop. Can't what? I was trying. No, no, I don't know that you. I don't know that you can't. I couldn't bunny hop. It's been a while, okay. It's been a decade since I've bunny hopped. I think wow. uh, so. I couldn't get it to work, but uh, I think you can. Um, I did feel like I felt like I might have hit it a couple of times, but I just didn't have the timing down. Um, I didn't really have enough time. I played it for twenty minutes. Um, uh, just a quick question for Steve. Do you know how to bunny hop? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, are we talking like dance move or are we talking video game move? Cause we are... Uh, yeah, I'm talk- trying to be funny. No, I can't. I can't bunny hop. Okay. Um, so, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, it, it, was, it was never easy. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, you sort of roll in. It's it's like a roguelike. It's, it's actually like weirdly uh compelling but it's, it's like a, a roguelike in that you just sort of like get dumped into this game i don't know if this is how it's going to fucking operate or this is just how they had it for the preview but yeah you get dumped in you go pick a an initial weapon uh best bet in my opinion is the shotgun and then you go in and you're trying to get as much like uh items as you can and last for as long as you can and and uh the entire time you're playing you're just like gradually learning more and more and you're trying to like absorb this information and remember it so that next time you'll do better and that is like that is the essence of a roguelike in my opinion like that fucking feeling like progress is is directly related to knowledge and uh so yeah the first time you might run through and you're like i don't know where the fuck i'm supposed to go uh and you like run up to like a different section of wall and hit e and it like lowers and you're like okay so those things are elevators from now on and so now you've learned elevators and you you sort of like roll on from that and you're able to like work out more shit like from that sort of point of view uh you work out you know, don't shoot these enemies in certain situations because they'll spit out fucking fire or uh, don't let these enemies get too close. Oh, I can, like, I've got a special move on my shotgun that explodes shit that I can use when I'm getting fucked by, like, 50 fucking enemies. Shit like that. And, uh, yeah, like, 
each each life might only last about four minutes, but each time you like each time you restart, you feel like you've already learned so much more, and so you feel like the progress you're making is that much greater until like suddenly each life is six minutes long and then each life is nine minutes long and like it just sort of carries on from there which i think yeah is what i like in a room like to be honest that that feeling of learning and it does it really well yeah and it feels like quake which i like mm-hmm. it's fast and yeah you gotta like you gotta be quick on the aim you gotta pick your fucking enemies real like real fast uh like select targets on the quick keep moving keep trying to find like health wherever you can all that kind of shit and yeah kill 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 it tells you at the end of every life how much blood you've spilled yeah uh which i don't think is particularly helpful but uh it is a metric that the game measures that's (laughs) that's that that's what i got yeah Yeah. uh i'm i'm pumped for this game too to be honest um i'm ready to play it whenever the fuck it comes out i think it was kickstarted if I recall correctly, because that's why they made the silly videos in the first place, right? This is the one that had the videos where, like, it was a eighties eighties like, advertisement for a video game, right? Like that fucking silly horseshit. Yeah. Um, that's this one where I don't think they even did like a video game, like a gameplay video for the first fucking like year of its release or whatever the fuck. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's good fun. I'm yeah, I'll play it. Definitely. Cool. Uh, were there any games that you didn't like? Ruiner. Good segue, Luke. Nice. I don't um, know. tight. Uh, yeah. Ruiner is, um, it was the third game being showed at this showcase and I didn't, I didn't not like it so much as I don't think I had anywhere near enough time to really get my head around it. The problem I had with it is that, like, it's it's so... I mean, there's every chance that I won't like it, like, inevitably. But uh, I, I don't want to say that's that was my problem with it. I think my key problem with it was I didn't have enough time to really get a fucking grip on it. Because, yeah, what was, like, it's, it's this top-down sort of isometric style uh shooter but we're playing with like a fucking mouse and keyboard uh when really i think it's a twin stick shooter type game like with a controller and so it's it's one of those games where you move up with w and down with s and and so like your movement isn't relative to the direction you're facing which is fine when you're using a control pad but it takes like my brain doesn't fucking work that way when i'm using mouse and keyboard uh i expect myself my like w to move me forward relative to the direction i'm moving not w to move me forward or up on the fucking screen and if i can't if it's not happening like that I find it very difficult to aim. Like, if I'm not moving in the direction I'm looking, then I, like, them looking and moving are very independent things for me, and it takes me a while to adjust that fucking conceptually, I guess. And so, like, just brain-wise, I wasn't able to really do very well at it um, until, like, near the end of my play session when I finally started to shift into that mindset yeah, uh, and then it was it was too late, and so I was doing okay, but yeah, I'd sort of wasted all that time, just sort of 
flapping about doing whatever mm-hmm. and i was like i was sort of just doing the first level and yeah I don't, I don't know like it was all tutorial shit and i just didn't feel like i needed uh to be told to dodge mines or that mouse button like i don't need to kill i don't I, I don't know. I don't fucking think I need to prove to a game that I know that, like, the left mouse button fires. I don't, like, okay, yeah, left mouse button fires. Cool. Make me fire once. Done. Donezo. Don't then lock me in an, are- an arena and send nine dudes at me to, like, oh, now murder these nine dudes before you can move on. Murder them by shooting them. Uh, do I have to? Like, just fucking let me get on with it you know like this doesn't really add anything to the experience for me um and yeah it was just too bread like there was there just aren't that many considering yeah i had 20 minutes it shouldn't have taken me 18 minutes to make my way through the fucking tutorial for a game that just doesn't have that many fucking elements to it right it's not like i was failing the tutorial it just takes time because yeah, you just got to do this shit. Oh, yeah, now, okay, new arena. Kill nine things in this arena. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I guess uh, if anyone read my Doom review, we all know how much I like being locked in arenas. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I wasn't crazy about it. I'll check it out again, but I want to play it with a fucking with a controller. I don't want to play it with it. Also, the mouse we're playing with is... a like was fucking tiny it was like legit tiny so by the end by about 15 minutes i felt like i was like the claw i'm like ah! like a scary movie when he's like doing the mashed potatoes <laughs> anyway yeah that's runner that's all i got okay fair. so about neo yeah i want to talk about that right i'm super pumped for this game uh steve's got the scoop for us on it You've been I'm the worst one, right? person to talk about Neo. Oh my god, you, you've uh, you've seen me play uh, Bloodborne and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Did like you beat that. the first boss or what? No, I did actually. <laughs> I'm, it's it's um, that's why I kind of think you'll hate it. To be honest, it's oh. it's like, and I'm not a Dark Souls expert by any stretch, but I'm I'm calling it Dark Souls Light. And right. there's I understand there's more to it, but it seems like it's just wholly easier if, if i can do well in it <laughs> then it's it must be easier i was literally stuck on that first you know like oh, i don't know 15 20 minutes of bloodborne for about seven hours <laughs> i don't have the patience to learn strategy or plan attacks i just want to like and it, it, like a team ninja game i was expecting i don't know i didn't know anything about neo going into it i was expecting this like not a button masher but a button masher like Ninja Gaiden style mm. type thing, yeah. Um, and was just completely thrown back straight away. It's it's. I'm enjoying it far more than I I've, I've ever enjoyed Dark Souls or Bloodborne, but I think that's because I can do better, and I am. I feel like I am learning and getting better, but I don't think I'm very good at this type of game. So I feel like my skill, as compared to perhaps all three of your skill. Like it's that's I think that's going to be the real question for this game. If you guys actually enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying it, because you probably think it's going to be too easy. Yeah, is that, is that a sort of good summary? <laughs> Throw questions at me, and I will I will happily answer as best I can. It's similar stuff to what I'd heard about it already. Like, not necessarily Dark Souls Light, but uh, 
yeah, like I don't know that the that everything except the combat was Dark Souls, which is uh, I don't know an interesting pitch in my the opinion. Combat's almost it's kind of kind of like For Honor, not really. Obviously, it's they're completely different games, but there's three different stances that you can take. Um, so high, medium, and low, and it's yeah. it's kind of that rock paper scissors type combat that you see in For Honor, um, and your stamina is called key or Kai, um, and you obviously deplete it running and blocking and, and swinging. Um, but there are these little orbs that kind of float around you as you attack, and if you can time uh, the R1 button as these orbs are around you, you can build back your, your key or your Kai as you're fighting. So it's this... it's. Like and I'm sure Dark Souls is as well, but I like I'm not good enough to get that in Dark Souls. It's it's very rhythmic, and you need to change your stance and do your Kai pulse to get your stamina back hmm. and be dodging and fighting. So it's I I really like that aspect to it. I think it's good, but I don't, like again, I, I think you guys probably have already mastered all these things far ahead of where I am. So which you might what find. were you playing? See, was it the uh, last chance? demo thing that they had or, or do you have different code of neo it's this is full release code oh you got the full game yeah so we can't Sick. we can't release this podcast until uh, 6 p.m thursday but, uh, it's too late it's out it's already out oh there you go people Hello, are listening to it right now they're made to be broken super <laughs> jelly um yeah i feel, like, no, yeah, I feel I, like it's wasted on me compared to you guys did you <laughs> play the demo john yeah i played both um, so they were a bit different. Um, at first, like the, when the first demo rolled around, I was a bit not sold on the whole key pulse thing. I just thought it was like a bit, bit of a simple, not fun, not interesting thing to base a combat system around. Cause you kind of have to like, you, you do a whole combo, you do like three or four hits or whatever. And then you wait, you, you can, like your stamina goes all the way back up to the top. And if you time it just as you get up to the top, then you regain your, all your stamina really quickly. Um, and, uh, or if you miss the timing, then like, if you're late, you get nothing. And if you're early, you only get what it was up to. Um, and I would actually argue like it's, it's more of a stamina based combat system than dark souls because you can see your enemy's stamina which is a really key point yeah and uh if you like you can base your strategy around depleting their stamina and if like if you take a block and your stamina depletes or if you deplete your stamina any other way you literally just stand there uh gasping for like a full second or more uh, and you're just completely at the whim of of whoever you're fighting mm. Um, and some bosses will have their strategies based on depleting your stamina and you can absolutely do that in multiplayer. So, um, like dark souls is like extremely stamina based combat system, but this is somehow even more so. Right. Um, but yeah, the second demo, like the more recent one, I was a bit more sold on the key pulse thing because I found that bosses and tougher enemies would time big attacks for when, you should be key pulsing. Like if you took the ideal, you, you kind of learn how to key pulse throughout the thing and um, you get, you get the hang of it, you get the rhythm of it. And then you come up against these bosses that 
are designed to time their attacks so that right at the ideal point to key pulse, you'll be taking massive damage. And so then you have these oh shit moments where it's like you've got uh, a, a big swipe coming at you at the most inconvenient time and your stamina is only halfway up. Um, you just have to take what you can get and run, uh, do a, a sort of half key pulse and then dodge out of the way. Um, so then that that becomes a bit of a strategic thing and then the, the bosses start putting all this like demonic aura type stuff all over the place. And uh, if you're standing in a demonic aura sort of area, your stamina doesn't go up very fast at all. Like it, it regenerates at an extremely slow rate. So the only way you can clear it is by doing a key pulse. So then you're playing this little game with the boss where it's like you have extremely limited stamina if you've allowed this demonic aura to build up. Uh, they are timing their attacks so that you can't key pulse, but the only way you can clear this stuff is by key pulsing. So, um, yeah, once I realized that sort of cycle, I, I was like, okay, so there's a, a wider strategy to this, and I, I get it, and um, I, I do like it. Um, yeah, the, uh, the, the three stances are interesting because you can, like, you, the same button to key pulse is the button to change your stance. So you can, like, be in a defensive stance and then key pulse while switching to an aggressive stance for a, another attack or something like that. Uh, and you can also, like, uh, uh, build your character to have, like, things where after you change your stance, you get increased damage uh, for the next attack and stuff like that. I Honestly, I didn't change stances very much anyway because I, I never reached that level. Um, I just kind of, like, <laughs> stayed in the aggressive stance the whole time or something. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. And there's but, a get-out-of-jail-free uh, card. There's, like, a super move when you hit, like, two buttons when you have a full super meter and then you basically go like super saiyan and get easy attacks and stuff so i've been using that for the the big yokai bosses hmm. probably yeah. like too much of a crutch when i shouldn't be i should probably be learning how to attack uh, more effectively but uh yeah it's you it's, can kind of save it for like the last stage can't you like yeah if you save for the last little bit, you can just go John Cena and hope that you can like take out twenty percent of their health and then just win. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Is there like a, a level up mechanic, Steve? Like how, how Dark Souls works? Are you collecting something and then? Yes. Yeah. So you collect. Uh, oh man, it's such a MacGuffin word. Like amorite. Yeah. Something like that. It's yellow. So the key, oh, yeah. the key stuff on the screen is like a white blue, and the the souls, for lack of a better word, are yellow. Yeah, like Amarita you go to, something. It's like a campfire, but it's a like a prayer shrine. <laughs> oh, like yeah. The so the weird thing about this is it's 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 almost like Assassin's Creed, like in that you're playing through historical events, but they uh, they take a very uh, they they're not too concerned that they're that historically accurate so far and and you play this guy who looks identical uh to the witcher 3's Geralt like he looks <laughs> yeah. identical to the dude um yeah. and you're kind of just going through and killing you know like beef eaters in London at the same time that like yokai are infesting the world and hmm. you're hmm. the the whitest samurai I've ever seen for the time period and you keep saying you know, yokai is that like in yokai watch it's yeah, like spirits, like dark 
spirits yeah. or oh, Japanese, that, like, Japanese with spirits or something. Okay. I guess I so. Yeah. I think it's so that, yeah, they're not like Pokemon in this game for sure, but uh Okay. They're they're pretty bad. And And if yeah, you're traveling through history and fighting real historical fights, does that mean <laughs> you fight a giant enemy crab? It's it's not so much the animus traveling through history, like you're just you're in like, I think it's like the sixteen hundreds right. going through a set story in that time period. Yeah, it's so like no, the, the period when gunpowder just came to Japan or something like that. Oh. Ah, ranged weaponry to me is so much easier than in Dark Souls. So you don't have you don't have to lock on, you can just pull the left uh, trigger and aim and then fire when you want. Which as far as I'm familiar with seems to be quite different than you'd uh, use a ranged weapon in, in Dark Souls. Oh, right. So I'm no. actually using a ranged weapon. I don't know if I'm wrong. Tell you me. are. I am. Well, there you go. <laughs> I seem to be better yeah, with ranged weapon. I was doing it as well. You can get like a headshot with an arrow in Neo and yeah. get just get the kill. Like if it's if it was going to be a 2v1, you just headshot someone with an arrow and all of a sudden it's a 1v1. Oh, that's pretty good. I rely on that far too often. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if sure it works, I mean, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like that's that's like the thing about Dark Souls, Steve, is that there isn't a correct way to play it. If it works, that is the correct way to play it, and everything <laughs> else is just cool, cool. Go so on. Far, like, I have yet to find a correct way to do anything in Dark Souls. So uh, <laughs> there are like ev- the everything that anyone says is an incorrect way to like do it. Like, oh, magic is for pussies. Is uh, is just horse shit. Uh, that's weak people to to try to drag fucking baller ass wizards like it's me. Because down. Job's a wizard, and <laughs> I was, I was getting that sword. Yeah. switched around in Dark Souls three anyway. And Dark Souls three sorcery is the hard mode. I know. Yeah, but I know it sucks. It was the unofficial um, mode for the first couple of games. But uh, I do think in, the, in terms of the lore, like, it does have that, like, slight history element, but the lore is not really there like it is in Dark Souls. You don't have this understated storytelling through level design and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's story, then. What's that? It was a dig. It was a dig, Chung. There's no story in Dark Souls. Whatever the fuck taking shots. About. He's been a fuck. What? Yeah, I'm not going to you watch your four-hour video if you explain to me what a thing on a wall means. <laughs> and I'm the, the gear, like, I think, like, for me, that's one element that Dark Souls has over Neo, but I think some people would prefer Neo's loot system. I don't, but Neo's got that Diablo-esque kind of loot system where you just, I mean, items pop, and they have different degrees of rarity. Uh, I prefer the Dark Souls way of having, like, set, stats on set weapons and like there's no super sword there's just the sword mm-hmm. uh, and the sword does what a sword is meant to do uh, whereas in neo it's like it's very much like you might get three different things of the same sword but they might have different random stats yeah. and you can build your character towards various different things like i think at one stage i had oh god i'm not going to be able to remember it but um i think i had like something that gave my sword fire damage and then an amulet that increased my weapons fire damage and then another thing on my sword that uh made my enemies weak to fire damage and it was all it was all kind of synergistic around uh synergic whatever this around fire damage um and then after i got that synergy they were taking massive damage um so it worked and it was cool and i was like yay i synergized Hmm. But I still do prefer the Dark Souls way of doing it. 
And one of the stupidest things that I like about this game is that there's these little green things. And if uh, I if I cared if I cared more about the lore, they're like little like mini gods or something. Yeah, whatever they're called. And you just like they're <laughs> hidden in a world. You collect them, and the more you find, they kind of help you in the gameplay. You can call upon different blessings. Um, yeah, that give you resistance and and damage, increased damage, and that kind of stuff. So like just it's it's nice things about a whole bunch of games, and you can clearly see like Team Ninja is not doing anything. Uh, anything original here they're just taking a whole bunch of bits and pieces of stuff they like clearly and uh doing something a bit different from what their usual is so it's i'm liking it i'm i'm I'm, i I appreciate it a lot more than i do the likes of bloodborne and stuff but that makes me worried that everybody else is going to hate it it's too easy no i think people like it yeah i think i think souls fans will like it those little guys are super cute you like you point them back. They can find their way back to the shrine. You pointed out, and then they like hang out on the shrine on top and like sway back and forth. It's it's ridiculous. And they have a little party, don't they? Like if you get near them and there's enough, they've you can hear sounds of them cheering and fireworks and stuff. Yes, Kodama is what they're called. I just looked. Uh, yeah, uh, it's interesting. Hey, eh? like Dark Souls, Demon Souls have been around for so long that nobody's really tried to copy them. There's even like one or two games that have attempted to do it but nothing on line with this where I look at it and I'm like wow this looks like a Dark Souls game <laughs> like the there's UI. been like I think a lot of people have copied the combat system um, but there's yeah there's only been a couple that have tried to outright clone it like there's been a lot of indie games like um, Salt and Sanctuary and yeah. uh, what was that what was that dungeon one that came out that was like not very good um, oh, it'll come to me. Uh, that it'll Western, come- Western Dark Souls, or whatever the fuck that was. I think I own it and I hate it. Whatever the fuck it is. Oh, I get done with it real quick. Um, fuck. I'm gonna find the name to this thing because I reviewed it and it wasn't very good. But they were like, this game was like literally trying to copy Dark Souls combat system uh, as an indie game, and they didn't get it right. Um, Lords of the Fallen is what I was thinking of. Oh, yeah, Lords of the Fallen. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, yeah they were pretty much... And then the Capcom was making one that got cancelled, didn't they? Deep oh, Down? Yeah. Yeah, that's that it. Yeah. Yeah. Deep Down? Yeah. 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 It's weird. Uh, Eater is another one that's going to happen. Uh, Hyperlight Drifter was, was a little bit soulsy. Hmm. Anyway... <laughs> Let's move on, because otherwise we're going to be here fucking ever. Yep, good point to that joke. Blast through your, the rest of your games, then. Days of War uh, came out on Early Access this week, yep. and uh, it's supposed to be like a Day of Defeat type game. Yep. Um, it needs a significant amount of work, like a fucking shitload of work. Uh, it's got some Australian servers, which is good, but... Uh, yeah, it's all like one hit kills, which I don't mind. Uh, set in World War Two, which I think is cool. Uh, but yeah, like when you're hearing, uh, like if you're on the German side, the Axis side, and you hear uh, like an objective has been taken, uh, the way they alert that to you is uh, by playing the Allies alert. So it'll be like, uh, charges planted! And uh, and then it'll like so it's always American accents at all times for every reason. The UI is for shit, uh, and yeah, 
and needs a lot of work. Uh, I wouldn't get in on Days of War if I were you just yet. It, it, yeah, way down. But uh, it, it could potentially turn into something pretty cool because I think Days of, uh, Day of Defeat uh, was always a, I don't know, I always liked it. So, uh, yeah, it could be time for a new one. Yeah. Uh, I Jack have for this as well, remember- so we should jump in at some stage. <laughs> I remember the, uh, the name of that game. It's called Necropolis. Oh, right. Yeah, I didn't play it, but I remember seeing it launch. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack Three. We played again uh, on Australia Day. Yes, um, and we played some of the other games that we didn't play last time. We played the T-shirt game again, T Fury. Uh, always hilarious. Uh, Luke doesn't like it because he's broken on the inside. And it's um, I always win. It's <laughs> just, it's just not fun. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but there was a, there was another one where. Uh, you have to fake everyone out, uh, and it's particularly amusing. Um, so basically, I think uh, it's the best game on there. Yeah, everyone gets like a task, so it tells you on your phone what you're doing. It uh, it's called faking it. That's what it's called. Three to six players, and uh, yeah, it tells you on your phone what you have to do. And there's like certain game types, so it'll be like uh, use a certain number of fingers to. Like every single game in this round uses a certain number of fingers to indicate something. And so uh, in the example that I got, I was the faker and uh, everyone had to put up the amount of fingers uh, to show how tall they were. Uh, but as the faker, the like, so everyone else gets a, a message on their phone and it says, put up the amount of fingers to represent how tall you are in feet. So five for five feet or six for six feet. Uh, I got a message as the faker that said, put up any number of fingers. And so uh, I just had to fucking like guess. I put up like, I think I put up four fingers, but on two different hands because my initial plan was to put up two fingers and then I saw everyone else go for a fucking second hand I'm like oh fuck I better go for a second hand forgot to put up the rest of the fucking my my game plan was to go for seven fingers (laughs) not knowing like what I was supposed to be doing just hoping I'd get away with some shit and uh yeah I only wound up putting up four uh and I was caught out as the faker very quickly but there are other ones where you had to like you're four foot tall Job is that right uh, I am uh I, like there are other ones where you had to like look uh, at a person to like who fits like the description the be like uh, yeah point point at the person who is the most immature and uh, I think this was one you got where you were the faker Luke I think that specific example was one where you were the faker because you pointed at your girlfriend and no, that was just the wrong fucking option um, someone someone pointed at your girlfriend I think it was and- for, for yeah it, for point at someone who is immature and we're like yeah well that's 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 the faker so yeah it, it's it's at its best when you're desperately trying like you're the faker and you're desperately trying to keep suspicion off you even though you know you fucked up uh and yeah so you're like scrambling trying to deflect attention away from you you're like oh it's obviously luke Luke clearly doesn't know what we're talking about while you try to read on the television what the fuck the actual question was and shit like that. 
Uh, it's good fun. But yeah, uh, there was that one. There was Trivia Murder Party, which is just trivia. It's basically Jackbox, but with uh, extra fucking ways to fuck people. <laughs> like uh, Luke and I uh, wound up in a in a murder situation where uh, <laughs> we we would both live if we both chose to not take any money. If one of us chose to t- take money, then they would get the money, and the other person would die. If both of us chose to take money, we would both die. And uh, so I'm like, look, don't take the money. Don't take the money. Don't take the money. Uh, And Luke's like, yeah, okay, I won't take the money. And then he took the money and I fucking died. (laughs) It was disgusting. It was disgusting. I, that was like, that was it for me. I'm like, well, I can never trust you again. (laughs) I convinced you pretty good that I wasn't going to take it. Oh, my God. You barely said two words. I was too busy yelling, don't take the money. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was fun. Have you swung around on Jackbox Party Pack 3? Because you weren't into it the first time we played it, yeah. Um, you weren't I, I like the two games. I like the trivia game and the fake in it game. Uh, t-shirt game's okay. I think it relies too heavily on, uh, all right, this is funny, but once like if you're the person that goes first then you kind of you kind of lost because at, at a point that shirt doesn't become funny anymore because you've seen it four times sure um yeah i don't know i think it loses its humor quite quickly okay i don't know something about that i think they that the whole voting system needs to be changed up somehow i'm not sure how to, how you fix that but yeah yeah I, I just don't like that aspect of it um and I don't think we played any other games. I'm not. I'm not too sure. Um, no. Yeah, I still like. You know, it's something to to play every once in a while. Um, yeah, they're good fun. Yep. Uh, and Daisy, I don't think I've played Daisy since last time. No, we have because you were remember you raged last time. Uh, you were talking about the cheater. Has yeah. it been so? Last time I played, I was cheated. Yeah, I didn't realize I hadn't talked about the cheater. Yeah, I got fucking yeah cheats. Hacks. No, no, we, we, no, we talked about this. Oh, you? No, no, we, I don't think I played. You've jumped back in since then, right? No. Yeah, we were running around. Where were we running around? Oh, we were trying to feed that dude. Fucking, we fed that dude <laughs> human meat. That was pretty amazing. Yeah, <laughs> this dude rolls up and he's like convinced he's Donald Trump. Uh, we we handcuffed him and then we we'd already cut up another person earlier um we skinned and quartered them and we fed him uh the human meat and uh and then we made him run around a very populated area of the map uh until he is computer crashed out which was a real shame yeah but, uh, he, he, was, he, was, he was like in character and everything he was going around like where are the voters and like going from house to house and went yep. to a trump tower at one stage Yep. <laughs> Joe was chatting to him, to him the I entire way in character. Taking him on. I think he I think he might have even combat logged because uh I dropped like I crashed and I don't think uh the guys running alongside him were talking to him very much anymore. And so I think maybe he got bored. That was <laughs> that was theory. But uh but yeah. he was also running on the spot, so True. Yeah. Well that's what would happen if you combat logged. If you just like control alt delete, you just start running on the spot. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, um, it was good fun, but uh, it does worry me that we've reached the point where we're now, 
uh, tormenting newbies <laughs> for fun. Yeah, uh, it does sort of speak to the idea that we might have run out of shit to do. Well, I haven't died for about three weeks or four weeks, um, so I'm still running around with all my stuff, and yeah, it's at the point now where I've got everything. Oh, I'm like I'm now building um, ghillie suits. That's where I'm at. Yep. Uh, and it's either let's go find people to shoot, or let's go to the coast and uh, find some ghillie suits. So. Yeah, kind of jumping between the two at the moment, but I'm still having fun. I fired fired some shots off at some people the other night and ran yeah. away and killed a bunch of wolves, and that was fun. So yeah, I'm still enjoying it. Yeah, nice. And finally, SWAT four. Did you guys ever play SWAT four? No, a little bit, not mm, much. No. Ken Levine no. SWAT four. Not Ken Levine's. It was an irrational game, but it wasn't Ken Levine. He didn't work. He on didn't it. work on it. No. He liked one of my uh, Twitter posts today. Fuck yeah! <laughs> swoosh! I saw it. It was a good. It was a good post. Uh, Steve, did you ever play it? No. So it was a. Uh, it was technically part of the Police Quest series, although by the time it reached SWAT four, I think by the time it reached SWAT three, they completely uh, diverged away from the Police Quest series. Hmm. But uh, SWAT four was this game. Is is this game that takes itself very seriously in terms of police work where you're supposed to like announce yourself to people you're like put put your hands up get down on the ground uh there's a button to do that and uh you're supposed to do that before you fire on anyone you're supposed to like obey the rules of engagement in that you're not supposed to like um shoot someone if you haven't announced yourself and if they're not aiming their gun at you you're not supposed to shoot at them. Um, and it penalizes you if you do any of these things. Um, it hit GOG uh, re- like last week, I think. And uh, I rallied everyone I could to uh, to get it for 13 entire dollars. And uh, we decided to play it. We were playing it on... Um, we were trying to play it using the replacements uh, master servers that people have created uh, by way like of replacing GameSpy because it used GameSpy when GameSpy went down. Obviously, that was no longer an option. Uh, but uh, that seemed like it was just going to be too much fucking work. We had to edit DLLs. We had to edit our host files, all that kind of shit. Uh, we just wound up using Hamachi. We'll probably actually switch to game ranger instead and uh yeah it just like hamachi and game ranger both basically um like mimic a lan setup like they they give you a, a network adapter that mimics this the function of a lan so that the game thinks you can play Local uh, games on a lo- uh, local area network, as opposed to having to use the master server and stuff. Uh, even though you're technically playing over the internet, we're playing over Hamachi. Uh, highest ping I saw was like 80, which is good. Uh, it's not that bad. It's like very functional, and uh, yeah, just rolling through, playing nothing but co-op. Fire, uh, friendly fire is always on. Um, just like you're trying to communicate with your. Uh, whoever's next to you you're trying to like clear rooms out 
shit's going wrong constantly. Uh, it's one of those games like Rainbow Six, uh, like the original Rainbow Six, where it's like one to two shots and you're dead. But the same goes for everyone else, like all the AI as well. The AI is actually surprisingly uh, robust. Like it puts some fucking effort in and stuff. Like if you try to get it while it's in a room uh, and you don't get to it fast enough, uh, it could either it'll shoot a hostage, it'll just kill a hostage, um, and you will fail the mission. Or it'll like if there's no hostages around, it can like just fucking book it out of the uh, room. And if it's like the last room that you're going into, and this ho- uh, this baddie like bails out, then and you've already like cleared every single room in this fucking place, how uh, like room by room you've gone through and cleared them. And made sure there's nobody bad in them, and he bails out. You then have to go and fucking redo every single room uh, to find him again, which uh, is uh, like it's a very interesting and uh, tense pain in the ass. Um, but yeah, it's it's just like it's. I just have so much fucking fun with it. Uh, you get up to like all kinds of shenanigans where you like like friendly fire style shenanigans where you'll accidentally identify a target incorrectly or shit like that. And people get shot and yeah, shit's funny. There's a lot like, it's just a game about panicking and Mm. trying to fucking make it look like, you know what you're doing, which is good. Yeah. All hidden behind being a fucking cop, which is also good. Yeah. Anyway, it's out on GOG and uh, definitely keen to play more of it what uh, so, 1990s game are you going to play next week I don't know maybe I'll fucking work something out maybe I'll play fucking Command and Conquer Generals <laughs> in your fucking face okay sure thing yeah R- retro job <laughs> yep retro job <laughs> yeah alright that's it uh, should we talk about news news let's do it let's go um, Square Enix is working on a uh, new Marvel projects projects with an S uh, first one's going to be Avengers and uh, Crystal Dynamics and also Idos Montreal are involved in these projects uh, I guess the other interesting thing that came out of this is uh, I guess it's tied to Deus Ex not selling too well um, so it seems like Idos won't be working on another Deus Ex for a while and they're being shifted across this Marvel stuff but what I hope happens is that we get some good Marvel games because um, there hasn't been a couple in, in quite a while. I guess the last, the, like the Heroes MMO game was okay, but when you compare it to games like uh, the Batman Arkham series, there haven't been really any flagpole Marvel games apart from uh, the old like brawler brawler games they used to release that Activision made. Um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance and uh, the X-Men games were really good but no like triple A Marvel games have been really made in quite a while so this is something that kind of piques my interest Job I know is a huge DC fanboy so is Steve um Jung does this interest you at all? <laughs> uh, a little bit. it's the uh, it's a Tomb Raider people Tomb Raider yeah, people are making the more Marvel it. games you can do well. get that are good why well, doesn't matter if you're a DC person? Like good superhero games. Yeah. yeah. Just because I'm a DC guy doesn't mean I like hate Marvel Ultimate Alliance or whatever. It's just that most of the time Marvel games are fucking garbage. 
Mm. I like Marvel versus Capcom type stuff. Yeah, that's good. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Square hasn't really done a lot of licensed stuff. I guess the Disney, I guess Kingdom Hearts and stuff probably counts, but. Hmm. You know, like you're thinking about Marvel games, and a lot of the horrible ones of late have been Activision, and they're not—they don't have a great history of uh, licensed properties at the moment, anyway. So I'm yeah. kind of happy to see something coming from a different group of people. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and I'm hoping it's a Tomb Raider team that's on board with it. Um, I'm hoping it's nothing at all like uh, fucking Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> I, I don't think it will. Oh god, I hope not. Anyway, right? Mm. That'd be actually be kind of funny. Uh, you wouldn't want to play Marvel, it, the boy band game. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Final Fantasy Marvel game. <laughs> fucking the Avengers are in, all in a car cruising around some fucking place <laughs> together. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta get out and push the car <laughs> through the desert. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, anyway, that sounds fun. Rainbow Six Siege Operation Velvet Shell is coming out on February 7th. Um, so with this one, we get new maps, new operators, and they've announced one operator at the moment who is the Jackal. And yep. he is able to track people using like a uh, uh, infrared type sensor in his helmet. Yeah, so you can see their footsteps, yeah. basically. Uh, which is pretty interesting. Uh, it should be. I'm. I'm hoping it leads to some interesting sort of mind games played by defenders as this guy, an attacker, attempts to um to like chase down the because one of the things that has occurred quite like quite a lot recently is the idea of roamers. Um, like often a lot, like even three roamers in a in a fucking group. Yeah. Um, sometimes even four. And so if there's that many roamers, having someone being able to see their footsteps, see footsteps like heading upstairs and stuff like that, if he doesn't follow it all the way, you could potentially fake him out. Walk backwards. Uh, yeah, make him think there's more roamers upstairs than than there really are. And there's like there's a lot of... Like it's a game about information, the, the information war. And so, yeah continuing to arm people with information or ways to a gain information or b fuck with the intake of information is interesting to me yeah so yeah sounds cool yeah uh they haven't announced the second character yet have they i think that's this uh, no right yes i think so yeah um i was gonna say something can we say where nate is <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's there. Yeah, he's there. So he's uh he's covering this right the um the season the new season stuff, but along with the in- international they call it international or invitational invitational, invitational yeah. yeah internationals Dota. Um, so yeah, I, there's an Australian team playing in this one. There is, yeah, uh, Mind Freak is it? I think, which is pretty cool, and uh, yeah, hopefully they do well. Be uh interesting to watch yeah we couldn't go because um we have a podcast to do every week so we couldn't put our team in there yeah uh, we'd be too good anyway so it's just not worth it so, not worth you it. Know. yeah i'm not about that life to be honest <laughs> that esports money uh yeah i don't need esports like yeah 
bring me the the mediocre money that I make from freelancing. It's much better. <laughs> That's what I'm about. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that'll be out next uh, next week for I guess season holders, right? It's usually a week a week early access. Um, if they're still doing yep. it that way, I'm not too sure. But I believe that. Yeah, it's yes. cool that they're still supporting it. Sounds like they got a good road plan ahead. Uh, no Australians, and I've grilled the uh, PR guys locally about that already. So maybe season three, that'll happen. I've asked uh, like fucking devs where the Australians are. No yep. answers. Unbelievable. It's crazy. Um, yeah. Anyway. Nice. What's up next? Uh, next one is the Australian Association of National Advertisers has new guidelines out specifically for influencers. Um, so this is, I guess, Australia focused, but uh, these will be going into effect from March 1st where if you do receive some sort of um, like uh, uh, money or products from somebody that's trying to sell these products then uh, if you're uh, somebody online that does videos about them or uh, Instagram or YouTube uh, Twitch whatever uh, you now have to disclose that it's been uh, provided to you and that you're receiving you know either that product or money Uh, otherwise you'll get fined Um, which is kind of I guess a good thing now this stuff has really come to light especially in the gaming scene the last like six months we've seen some of the big publishers take steps into making this disclosure stuff a bit better but now that um you know there's you know watchdogs now coming to this on the australian side it it definitely means that consumers will have a better understanding of what's an actual advertisement uh and, and you know what's something that uh um is legitimately someone's opinion which is i think really important especially these days yeah, and it should apply to YouTubers as well. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, I just want to bring that up quickly because it seems like it'll be quite impactful um, in the things that we do from day to day. Um, yeah. and Nick, next piece of news on here is Battlefront will include single-player campaign. I think Job's quickly throwing this up here because I know uh, yep. about it. Yeah, so there was an earnings call today, and uh, yeah, yeah, I was saying that Battlefield, uh, Battlefront, uh, Star Wars Battlefront is coming out uh, this Battlefront sorry. year, and uh, will include a single, full single player campaign and um, like story across multiple Star Wars eras with characters across multiple Star Wars eras and like more heroes and all that kind of stuff um so yeah i mean there's there's other things that they there are more important things in my opinion that they need to fix than including a single player campaign uh but on the other hand i would like to play a single player star wars game so yeah i don't know yeah conflicted i'm conflicted I said Battlefield yeah. because I figured that that's what you're talking about, but okay, makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so. I agree. I'd play it. I'd want to play it. It'd be fun, but yeah, yeah, I feel like they could spend less effort and fix multiplayer. I think so, yeah. Like, make it actually compelling. But... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. They also announced um, Bioware's working on a new IP that they'll reveal soon uh but other than that it's just really 
yep. they were announced and were working on something. Vaguely Destiny-esque IP. Yeah, sounds like it. Multiplayer yeah. online thing. Yep. Uh, and the last bit of news we got, which is uh, quite a big thing that happened in Australia. Um, I guess this week not as relevant to the rest of the world for people listening, but uh, a TV show in Australia called Good Game has been cancelled after 10 years on the ABC. Uh, and the last, like, day of the news coming out about this has been quite significant. A lot of people talking about it and kind of figuring out what's going on. Because um, as far as anybody was aware, is quite a popular... <laughs> A very popular show on the ABC that um, is now no more, apart from a the children's pro- program, which they'll still be doing on uh, one of these spin-off channels that they've got running. Um, yeah, quite a quite a weird story. Like stuff is still coming out about this. Even like an hour before recording, more news mm. is kind of being trickling out about what's going on over there. Um, yeah, I'm not really surprised. Yeah, like I wasn't when they released the, you know, the press release about this. I wasn't one hundred percent convinced that what they were saying was true. There also seemed to be other things behind the scenes that were going on that they weren't really talking about, and that seems to be coming a bit more to light. But it's sort of hard to tell what's going on at the moment. So they they basically said that two of the key presenters have decided to leave, um, and then from that they've cancelled the show. Um, and then, so today, about three hours ago, uh, somebody broke a story that the two presenters are now leaving for a, another show, which will be airing on channel seven. Um, so a rival show and ABC was not, um, not determined to go head to head against them. So that that's why they pulled the plug on good game. So whether or not that's real or not, I'm not too sure, but nobody's really commented on it from them. Budget cuts. Budget cuts. Budget cuts and an attitude in management that gaming is for kids, which is why I'm not surprised that they want to keep the kids thing. That plus the kids one always rated better. But um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, they could have replaced the presenters easily, and they, they yeah. contradict themselves in the statement by saying that uh, gamers want to consume media in different ways but they've also cancelled their different ways yeah they cancelled the YouTube show as well Uh, yeah oh well I mean it's it's yeah look it's sad we wouldn't I don't know if we'd have Jung without good game uh no definitely not that was I'm lying you're a star how could you not shine of course, of course, we'd have Jung. I probably uh, never would have found my way into the games. I was doing sales at that point before <laughs> before GG. I was doing, I was selling Optus products. <laughs> so I probably never would have found my way in the games industry. I don't know. You would have, you would have fucking, you would have come in. Um, <laughs> I just sort of fell into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's yeah, it was an institution for a while. But, uh, you know, good on Hex and Nick Boy. They seem to have gotten a good deal. So, I, I hope I hope this Channel 7 show works out well. I hope this, their star power is enough to carry them into uh, a show that has, you know, editorial independence and Channel 7 treats it correct. 
I hope it doesn't. Yeah, it depends on who's behind the scenes, and yeah, it's it'll be them putting their foot down on certain aspects uh, and saying no. You know, there's there's some things that we can be a little bit uh, flexible on and compromise on, but there's some things that we absolutely cannot compromise on. So, hmm. uh, you know, I gotta think that they're smart enough to. Uh, put their foot down on the right things, and then it's it's just a matter of how much the Channel Seven producers push back. Because I've seen it before, where producers that kick up a stink and find little ways to cut corners here and there. You know, I've certainly had the amount of times I've had a argument with a producer who's like set up two monitors next to each other, and they want to set up a nice shot where we're playing StarCraft. Uh, against each other and you have to explain no this is not how you play starcraft you can see the other person's screen yeah uh, you're gonna make me look like i have no idea what i'm talking about mm. um, and that might seem like a small thing but the audience fucking hates yeah. that shit yeah uh, and then also yeah all the commercial stuff as well uh, i don't yeah. know I'm, I'm kind of quietly slightly optimistic <laughs> yep so uh, I, I don't believe in mainstream television at all but I yeah, I do gotta think that Steph and all that is smart enough to make it work so we'll see yeah yeah that's the thing right is when I when I kind of heard this news it just didn't something didn't sound right to me um, you know the, there's obviously something going on at ABC where they're like they, they could have just easily replaced those two people right they've got some talented people over there um, yeah, or there's talented people in the industry that they could easily find, uh, and just to blow an entire show uh, because two one one of your main presenters is left. That doesn't sound right at all. Um, yeah, and then to cancel up. the other things, it just yeah, it doesn't make much much sense to me at all. Uh, what makes more sense is that they already had a massive budget and they would have looked at it and said, "All right, we're getting budget cuts all over the place." So it's been a like the wolves have been at bay for a while and I wouldn't be surprised if well their senior producer left Janet left at the end of last year yep. so yep. you know if she was if she was working if she was the fucking she was at the gates <clears throat> holding them yeah. back then wouldn't be surprised if she was the one keeping the wolves at bay and then yeah I mean all the people that I speak to uh, who were like you know like they they all when they talk to people who are working on the show it sounds from them it sounds like no one knew it was coming um even spoke to people who had beers with janet uh quite recently and it seemed like she didn't know either but i don't know you you actually never know with her anyway so um yeah it's it, it, it certainly you look at it and it does seem like a budget was cut and they had to decide what did we keep and it's the one that rates highly and it's for kids which fits in with their idea of gaming for kids and their philosophy yeah yeah oh uh, well, anyway it's sad uh i um i don't know i think it's about time that the gap was on national television <laughs> i'm thinking sbs <laughs> we'll just go on from like 11 until <laughs> till four whenever yeah till we run out of uh, yeah. space on a hard drive to keep recording exactly there's probably an opportunity to pitch something to SBS Viceland like it's still a very young network so Aww. I think 
I was talking to people who were talking to SPS Viceline as well, saying that something like 60% of the programming is going to be uh, handled by Vice, which means SPS only needs to handle 40%. But still, you know, even still, like when a young network is starting up, they're desperate for content. True. So for any, like that's how a good game got started. Like um, ABC Online bought uh, the network... Uh, which became ABC2, mm. and uh, they were desperate. So they were so desperate for content, they were walking down the halls asking for people if they had any ideas for television shows. Wow! And so that's when we submitted a proposal. Um, but yeah, and it was only because the the network was owned by ABC Online, mm. not ABC, that they actually accepted the proposal because the the people that worked at ABC Online were all very tech savvy, and they all kind of got it. And uh, one of the decision makers at ABC Online had previously worked as an executive in Nintendo. So um, that all worked in our favor. But yeah, it's, it's when these networks are young, you have these windows of opportunity. Hmm. So go for it. Do it. Cool. Uh, being the co-creator of Good Game Jung, did you get a lot of people hitting you up the last day asking for comments about what was going on or... Was it pretty yeah, my fun was blowing up so much yesterday it ran out of batteries. Okay, <laughs> I was I was actually in meetings throughout the day. Uh, funnily enough, trying to pitch a different show to different people. Yeah, um, but uh, I was in meetings about because there's that that new show that I'm doing that went up. So I had a meeting about that. I had two meetings about that, and then I had a meeting with another website to try and sell the pilot that I've been selling around the place. Uh, and that was a positive meeting, but yeah, my phone was blowing up during those meetings and it ran out of batteries. So I got out and then I went and later on found a charger and shit. Uh, so yeah, there's people asking me for comment and then a lot of people were just saying how much the show meant to them. And that was, uh, quite nice. And, um, yeah, it's, it was, I don't know. It was a bit sad cause you never want to see your baby die, but, uh, at the same time I've been pretty far removed from it for quite a while. So yeah. Yeah. All right. I'm sure we'll probably hear some more stuff about that soon. Um, maybe people will know more about it than, than we do by the time this goes up. But yeah, uh, that's the news for this week. Um, Steve, any thoughts? Any I haven't really asked Steve about anything. No, no I'm, I'm chiming in when I want to. Yeah, I, okay. I feel like uh, everything. I, I'm agreeing with everything you guys are saying, and I don't. I don't know enough. I, ca- I came in to the industry like six years ago and by then good game was already like an institution so it's it's very sad that it's gone i think like a lot of the stuff that we're working in you know like everything's always changing and evolving so you know magazines and like survivors selling ads now like it's it's weird there's so much changing and you <laughs> have to try to stay on top of it and sometimes it's a calculated strategic move and sometimes you're doing something and hoping it works out so mm. i do kind of agree with the, like, if there's one part of the statement that i agree with it's that people are consuming their games media in a different way like the magazine show format i think it still suits some people like for people who uh have one foot in one foot out of gaming and um, they they just kind of want to know what's new, what's hot, and uh, uh, see what it looks like and see what some cool personalities think. I think that's the place where a show is still very much relevant. But for 
for someone like me, like if I want to know about Dark Souls, I get on YouTube and I look for the Dark Souls YouTubers who spend all of their time playing Dark Souls. Yeah. Um, and I realize I'm not everyone, but that's that's how I've felt for a while. It's like I, if I want to know about Dark Souls lore, I go to Vatividya. I don't go to, and that applies not just to TV shows, but like magazines and websites as well. Like any staffer at a website just doesn't have the time to be as much of an expert as Avati Vidya on one game, you know, like even like if someone like me, I play an absolute shitload of Dark Souls because I played in my spare time, but then I eventually come to a place where I have to make a decision. Like, am I going to start losing money and <laughs> losing freelance work because I'm going to keep playing Dark Souls or, you know, am I going to cut it off and go do my job? So, yeah, that's, the, that's been the situation for a little while now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Should we wrap things up? It's getting late. We got a question. We got a question. Like, who at like someone next to you has a question or question from our <laughs> Discord? Okay. Uh, how do you get to the Discord again? It's uh, it's on our website, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. There's a link on the side there. You can go to that, click on it, and it'll jump in there. I think there's quite a number of people in there chatting away and playing video games. So yep. that's good. Good little community we got going on there. True. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um so Velda um Velda was talking about playing um Metal Gear Solid 4. He was wondering he cried at the end of Metal Gear Solid 4, which uh, I understand because it's a very emotional ending. Uh and he wanted to know has a game ever made any of us cry or is he just a huge sook? Answers guys, Steve, you ever cried in the game? Not Metal Gear, man. I get too bored Not, to be hey, hey, emotional. Hey, hey, <laughs> I can't turn that around. <laughs> Any game, Dickhole, don't start in on Metal Gear. I don't think I have. Huh? I can't imagine anything being for, kind of for the way the ways that you were talking about Resident Evil. Like it's you're playing a game and it feels like a game, yep. and you're a character usually, but you're not you know that connected to the character. I, I can't say that I have. You never gotten super like immersed in a. I cry at movies all the time, like yeah. the the homeless woman and Mary Poppins. For some reason, <laughs> ball like a baby. It just I don't do it with games. Hmm. Fair enough. Is the homeless woman in Mary Poppins Mary Poppins? No, well, she has a home looking after the kids. No, like the the bag lady that has the bird feet. Uh, Mary Poppins has a bag. Just saying. No, know, there's like a homeless lady. lady. And then, but then when I, when I hear let's go fly a kite, I think of the homeless lady and I get teary just because of that. But not with video games. Enough. That is weird. Jung, any, any, any connection to video games? What? Uh, not well, Metal Gear. Yeah. Stop fucking <laughs> focusing on Metal Gear. Uh, so emotional connection to any game. Have you ever cried in the game? Yeah, I Have cried at the end of uh, Portal 2. What? <laughs> I cried at the end of Portal 2. When you go to the moon? Uh, no, at the song. The credit song. Oh, I don't remember the song. I was very sad. It's like your uh, version of Let's Go Fly a Kite. Ah. Yeah. Had just finished a breakup. Might have had something to do with it. Oh, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> do you cry whenever you hear the song now? Or um, is that one instance? 
Is it like just, your? Just the first note is enough to. <laughs> no, I don't cry now. But uh, I had a big old man cry then. Yeah. Show. Hmm. Luke, are you capable of crying at all? Uh, I never watched all of Metal Gear Solid 4, so no. It's good. It's good. It's very clever. Uh, yeah. Have, like, <laughs> have you, like, ever leaked coolant from your, um, your <laughs> ducts? No, no, I don't think so. Oh, fair enough. No. Over any game or just in general? No, never. Never? No. Uh, I cried at the end of Bioshock Infinite. Um, uh, yeah, because I'm not made of stone, and uh, yeah, you know, it was pretty emotional. The the baby and all that stuff. Uh, it was fucking hectic, in my opinion. Uh, didn't cry at the end of Metal Gear Solid Four, but uh, I did get pretty close. I was just, it was pretty overwhelming, emotionally overwhelming. That one. Hey, when you when you play this bit, Luke, you should hmm. play our serious song. Serious, <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. I cried at the end of uh, The Last of Us actually because I cried out in anger at how shit the ending was. Oh shit! Snap, Steve. Have you ever cried, cried because you got really close to getting a really hard achievement and then you failed at the last moment? <laughs> so I figure that would actually get you involved and not cry about something in a video game. No, I get I get emotional, but I don't cry. Ah, okay. I don't know why I don't cry. Now I'm like. I'm feeling really inadequate at this point. Well, Luke doesn't cry either. We all cried. Why didn't you cry? Yeah. You got to be one of the bros and cry. I yeah. cried oh. at the end of Portal 1, so <laughs> did it first <laughs> in your face. Because you're like, oh, God, this we're never going to hear the end of this fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Everyone was singing that song. Yes, they were. Oh man, um, I felt indicated when I felt, like read a developer interview and they said the um, ending song to Portal 2 was meant to be uh, sung from the perspective of like a jealous ex uh, after a breakup. Like that's oh. what the song is actually about. Well, so, and I, then that's what that's kind of what GLaDOS was modeled on as well. They said right. in the developer interview that GLaDOS was modeled on a jealous ex. And that was her like tone throughout the whole thing. Well, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta look up the song. I can't remember it for the life of me. I can re- definitely remember the fucking the other one, one though. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, okay. Way. Good question, Sam. Thank, thank you for you. the question. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, also, we want to thank our uh, new Patreon uh, subscribers for this week. If you want to help support the show. Um, Help us pay some of the bills, which which we have to we have to I guess pay for <laughs> every year because we use a lot of um, use a lot of data on here. I can tell you what we do. We use a lot of data. So much data. Um, and also, like this is our third month straight where we've um, broken our traffic record, which is awesome. So we thank everybody for listening um, to Woo. the show, which is great. And uh, also, thanks to the guys on on Patreon who jumped on this month, which was uh, miracle. And also Lee S was also became a uh, monthly subscriber for us. That's awesome. Helps us. Woo. Helps us Thanks, a guys. lot. Yes. Do cool. we have to start, start doing like Twitch stuff now? Like, welcome to the Wolf Pack. Um, we're getting close. <laughs> Smack that like button. <laughs> yeah. Like, comment, subscribe. Yeah. We, 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 we did pass our first goal. We've got a second goal up there. Um, 
we're heading towards that one as well, which is which is kind of way. It's pretty good. Yeah, so that's nice. awesome. We thank everybody who subscribed in the last two weeks. It's great. Um, cool. You can also do that at patreon.com slash the GA podcast if you want to help us out. Let's see if you can. Like, you don't, don't feel obligated to. Yeah. Um, the, one of the tiers is early access to the show, and that, that includes, uh, you know, if we do have an embargo to adhere to, which is like tonight's episode... Um, we'll try and get up as soon as possible uh, as opposed to our normal Friday release. So you get a separate feed for that and you can plug it into your, your favorite podcast downloader and get the uh, podcast a day or two earlier, which is which is cool. Um, otherwise, yeah, huge props to those people. Uh, you yep. can also find us on facebook.com slash GA podcast. We're on iTunes under the gap or the GA podcast, Android and the Windows store, same place. Uh, you can also rate and review us on there. Twitter.com slash GAPodcast and um, our website, which is GAPodcast.com. You can go find all our previous episodes and links to everything on there, which is super awesome. Go check out our Discord channel because a lot of people on there are chatting away and playing video games. You can jump in and uh, see what we're find doing. To play with. It's pretty good. Yeah, ping us if we're in, in the middle of uh, playing a game and jump in and enjoy the fun. Um, Jung, anything happening on, on your end of the internet these days it's got a new show yeah yeah there's a new show uh it's called under control and uh it's up on a video portal called snackable tv cool so you can i think the url is snackable tv dot tv right because i guess snackable was taken um so uh that's the online thing and then they're also putting it on sydney buses on that catch app which is like the free wi-fi portal thing um so people can like if they don't already have stuff to watch on the bus they can watch that um yeah it's not sort of produced by me or anything i'm just kind of showing up and talking about games cool oh it's you and jesse uh, so yeah, so it's Geek and Gamer Girl, if you know her as a streamer. Uh, she's really good. Um, so I think the first episode is just like one continuous conversation. We're just talking about what was good in 2016 and all that. Yep. Um, so, yeah, you know, I don't even know if it has like a, a ability to comment or anything like that. So I was going to say like <laughs> chuck the show people a comment and let them know what you think, but I don't even know if you can. Yeah. Um, I'll post oh, well. the link on our on on the website for people to go to if they can't find it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, let me know what you think anyway, and I'll I'll tell them. How's that sound? Let me know, and I'll tell them. Yeah. Uh, it's still obviously very new, so yeah, we're just yeah, it's just kind of like a conversation at the moment. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, Game Informer as well. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to be. I don't know if I'm going to be in this next one. This might be the first one in a long time that I wasn't in, uh, probably because of my Netherlands trip. But uh, Actually, it might be in this one or it might be the either in the next one or the one after that. I'm going to write some fucking uh, personal stories about the early era of good game type of thing. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Joe, what have you got going on on the internet? Uh, I head over to Red Bull for a interview with uh, ZG Naud, uh, who plays for plays Street Fighter for Darksiders, uh, about Battle Arena, Battle Arena Melbourne 9, which was announced uh, this week. 
and also an interview with uh, Hades, uh, Hayden. Fuck, I can't remember his last name. Anyway, Hades, uh, who's the captain of Abyss, yep. who uh, they placed third in the Paladins Invitational, and uh, in his opinion, uh, are responsible for Australia getting invited to the second parts, uh, like the second international tournament series. Okay. Because last year, no Australian teams were invited, but they did well enough to to earn the spot, which is pretty cool. So there's that, and uh, there should be a... a um, a video of me playing strafe and sort of explaining how it works up as well sometime this week, but it's going to depend on some Red Bull stuff. Anyway, that's about it. Right. Um, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Stevivor.com. Uh, S-T-E-V-I-V-O-R, because it's I made up a word, and we've gone with it for <laughs> a good long while now. Um, we've got some stuff still from Prey. Shane went to uh, Texas, and we're still kind of drip-feeding that while we've cool. got a bit of time. Neo, when I get my thoughts together, I've got till 6 tomorrow to, to finish that up, which is good. Uh, we've got some Switch stuff still coming out, getting there. That was an interesting experience. And the mm. usual stuff, whatever you're... I'm sure you're doing some, Luke. I, I can't keep everything straight nowadays. Yeah, I've got going stuff going up guns. either next week or the week after, depending on... Uh, <laughs> what we agree to <laughs> there you to go. figure out what the schedule's like yeah there'll be stuff up survivor.com it's a good site you should go check it out pretty good <laughs> uh, alright cool uh, yeah for me um, twitter.com slash Luke Laurie you can find me on there uh, Steve you're on Twitter as well right I am S right AU because I couldn't think of anything better awesome Job's on there under Joby Jojo I am. That's me. And Jung is also on there under the Junglist. I've changed it to Pink Princess. Have you? Seventy-eight. You fucking have yep. not. Let me check. I know. No, that's it's my still ultimate. the Junglist. That's still the Junglist. You crazy bastard! Why do you do that for us? Um. All right, that's it for this week, Steve. Thanks for coming on. Thanks um, for having me. Last time, I think it took us like three years or something to get you back on here. This time, it's only been like six months, which is good. Not Making bad. progress. <laughs> yep. bad, depending on which way you look at it. He heard uh, about that sweet Patreon money. He's like, oh, dollar, dollar bills, yeah. Yeah, look, I get a cut of this episode, right? Is that how it works? Yeah. 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 Sweet. I think there's a dollar left over. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, thanks for coming, man. Um appreciate it a lot because you know Job doesn't know much about Resident Evil you need to get someone on here that, that's smart oh, it's mm. my other, than John, other than John yeah. well thank you yeah could have just um, not talked about Resident Evil could have but that wouldn't we be any fun we could have but why yeah uh, you're, on, you're, on, you're on the you're definitely on the minority in this one there Job just saying uh, yeah I am often in the minority and then <laughs> Nine months down the line, everyone's like, "Well, wow, that Joe guy, he was right about that shit. That's weird, eh? Yeah, Doom was kind of shit the multiple. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> weird. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, um, RTX is this weekend. Uh, Job and I will be there. I'm not sure if Jung will be there. Maybe not. Where's that? Doesn't sound RTX. like RTX. <laughs> you nope. talk at the same time. Where's that? Rooster Teeth Expo. Oh, no. No. Yeah. 
I might. I want to go. I want to go on the Sunday, but I've got something on Saturday, so we'll see. Cool, cool. Uh, I had a Kojima for me. Yeah, we'll, if, if you get to yeah. that is. I, I somehow doubt it. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm not coming to Sydney this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do see us down there, come say hello. Uh, we'll be interviewing uh, some people down there, so that should be fun. That'll be on the show next week, and um, we'll have a chat to some of your favorite Rooster Teeth people. One of them. Because we couldn't get two of them. Because we know her. Because we know her. Previous shit. Uh, She's been on before a couple of times. She hit me. Um, (laughs) Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for coming along. See you later, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Jung, as well. Thanks, Jung. Fucking Rick. He's... (laughs) (laughs) That song from Portal 2. Ah, Google Portal 2 song. (laughs) 